Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It's Friday, February 13th, 2020, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 293. I believe that that's right. I'm your host. Is that right, Kato? No. Why? Why not? Why is it not right? Did I miss one? No, you're right. You're right. Damn, I fucked up. I put right. 294 on this file. Damn. Shit, I'm your host, also, Kato. Walker. That's Kato. That's Gita. Hi. It's just us here in Brooklyn today. Yeah. It's a that's... quiet coalition of the Brown today. Co- co- yeah, Brown <laughs> Coalition. What's good? What's um, we're just keeping it relaxed. Hey, do we have work on Monday? No. So we don't have a podcast on Monday. We do. What is it? Gita. Oh, it's... Yo, guess what? <laughs> What's up? Uh, last week was actually the 20th anniversary of The Sips. And last week... Did you say I, The Simps? The, the Sips. Uh. Ladies and Sips too. <laughs> Go and brush your shoulders off. Uh-huh. Um, the Sims. The Sims. Yes. Uh, I missed the actual day, but let's just treat February like it's whole one yeah. big 20th. It's Sims yeah. month. It's Sims month. Yeah. I think that's better for a lot of people. More eventful than Valentine's Day. Um, Damn, get them. <laughs> Valentine's Day is a fake corporate holiday, mm-hmm. so don't give a fuck. But I think me and I don't know what me and my boyfriend are doing on Friday. Do good. Have any fucking plan? Like, it doesn't matter. We're just gonna. Pl- I'm gonna make him in the sim. So That'd be, be like great. That's good Valentine's Day content. Such a good sim. He's Please. such a. I just remember the first time Janine got her hands on the sim. Your friend Janine, mm-hmm. and she made you. Mm-hmm. And I just remember watching that stream. That was a good stream. And you kicked over the trash can. It's true. And then just started playing the trash. I don't know, the, I don't know trash. if that stream is still available. It must be available on <laughs> the old stream. It was just account. so good because you looked so jaunty. And then you fell asleep in the bathtub. Yeah. You know All what? true to life shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm out here. Kicking trash cans, falling asleep in bathtubs. That's yeah. the life I'm living. Well, I talked Damn. to the executive producer and general manager for The Sims, Lindsay Pearson. Okay. And we started off talking about like diversity and the way that The Sims has continued to add more ways to be a person, basically, to see yourself or to make people who are different from yourselves in The Sims and sort of how the community has really embraced that. Like, they've just really amazingly fostered a, like a, a community of kindness, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then we just started geeking out about stuff that Kato didn't know about. Yeah, no like, clue. Kato was there. I wanted him there so that I could explain to Kato things that people that don't play The Sims don't understand because like I needed... Like what the fuck a plumb bob is? Yeah, he doesn't know, what, know a what a plumb bob, bob is. is. I didn't know, plumb. yeah. Yeah, well, he needed <laughs> to be there. in the air. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he needed to be there so I wouldn't just, like, say a bunch of shit no one would understand. Right. fair. Um, but he also didn't know about, like, Bella Goth, the disappearance of Bella oh, Goth. Wow, and really? Lindsay Pearson got to explain that Good. one, which was great because she gave us the... She finally, we have the concrete answer on it. She said that she likes some some fan theories though, so we okay. talked a little bit okay, about that good. too. Okay, good. So look forward to that. Yeah. yeah, we just end up geeking out about the Sims like the last few yeah. minutes. It yeah. was a really fun interview, um, and then so yeah, that's a Monday. I also on the Monday I should be uh, having an interview with Grant Rodiak, who is also a producer on nice. the Sims. So awesome. that's that's something you read. Some and, President's Day content for you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> love the President's Day. What's President's Day for? Presidents. 
they don't need another day. I know, right? Shit. It's like George Washington. Uh, it's four. What is President's Day? What is President's Day? Am I supposed to be honoring the president? Because I'll come to work in that case. It is. Not, no, Damn, it's, not, it's not about the current. It's about old No, it's ones. about old presidents. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like Washington's birthday. Specific It's Washington's birthday. Uh, Low-key, fuck all of them, too. But yeah. <laughs> honestly, should we have a president? I don't think so. But let's not <laughs> go into that right now. I don't right think we have time to rework the, 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 the branches of government. On this episode, They're unfortunately, like, if yeah, you no, this system it, as it stands does not work. Doesn't work minute. at all. When people uh. talk about the founding fathers, all I can think about is that they don't know what a germ was. They didn't know about germs, uh. and you're saying that they 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 created a document Listen, that could span centuries. No, they had a direct line to the truth and democracy and progress, and so they just whittled away on that until they figured out how to make these were some make guys money from slaves. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. They owned other human beings and were like, chill, that's knew. fine. And Let they me be knew. Honest. A lot they of them knew fucking they knew they because knew. they wrote down that they knew. Yes. And they were like, well, yeah, but we needed to, though. Thomas like, no, Jefferson. You, didn't. you extremely didn't need to, though. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting spicy. Anyway, I think President's Day is like Washington's birthday. Also, what if we celebrated Lincoln, I guess, and then Jefferson's in there, too. And it's like, mm, y'all, mm, mm. Let's not do the last one. Let's, Let's not, not say we did. Yeah. Let's I'm, just you know take a day off. That's the thing. And not really. fucking, yeah. Yo, <laughs> we don't need to talk what about What am I going to be doing on President's Day? I'm going to be cuddling my cat. There you go. Hell yeah. Who freaked the hell out when I tried to leave me at my apartment this morning. So I got here at 10.30. <laughs> wow. Um, She... Is afraid of all her toys. She's interested in them, but she's afraid of them. Yeah. So I'm trying to get her to play with this treat ball, which she knows there are treats in it, and she wants to get the treats at, but she will not put her paws on the ball because she's afraid of it. <laughs> but this morning, she was feeling very snuggly. She was so anxious, and I really want to spend time with her. But as I was, like, leaving, she she saw me and then ran back in the bedroom because I turned around, and that scared her. Wow. And then right. as she was running, her back leg slid out because she was running too fast. And then she hid under the bed because she had surprised herself. Cats are the best. I love cats so <laughs> much. Cats are the best. Just idiots. Just little idiots. It is what idiots. it is. Like, I, I just love them. You know, I just relate to that. I relate to that <laughs> a lot. You get scared and then you're so scared you scare yourself further. That's anxiety, baby. 2020. Here we are. Which, that is anxiety. That yeah. truly is. Um, you know what I do to try to keep my anxiety in check is what? I just go to a therapist. But also, <laughs> uh, which, which helps, which helps. Help but also, I play some video games now and then. Yeah. Um, I played one that was like, oh, this is going to be really calming. This is going to be like, it's going to help my anxiety. This is going to be like a nice chill relaxation day. And I think it's actually going to, we're going to put this in conversation. Okay. Because I played a game called Coffee Talk. Oh, mm. I've heard nice things about that. That I don't game. like very much. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, but I know you also played Cook Serve Delicious yes. 3, which is like the opposite game oh. on paper. Oh, yeah. Right? And I think they are actually pretty opposite. I'm curious to hear what you, what you think of that. So, Coffee Talk is a Valhalla. That's what it is. You remember oh, okay. that game that came out a few years ago, Valhalla, that was like a cyberpunk, like bartender simulator mm-hmm. simulate it's a visual novel that had like bartending like drink mixing as like an interactive element right um this is the same thing except instead of running a uh, club instead of running a club in a cyberpunk future and also being a, like a little edgelordy in a way that feels like misguided uh and and having some content that is extremely questionable uh it is just kind of generally off like it it mm. the pitch for coffee talk is God, you know what? I'm the 
Can I just read you the beginning of Coffee Talk? I'm gonna find a Coffee sure. Talk long play here because I think I think like the opening the the opening of this game uh, sets up the world with with a set of of with a set of kind of um, characteristics that immediately I think sets sets the stage for what I think doesn't necessarily work for this video game. So you pick your name, you, you're a barista, and it says Seattle 2020. So that's today. That's now. Yeah, that's I used now. To, like, it takes place in September, but still, you know, okay. September. A city filled with dreams and madness. A time when the great war between races is but a footnote in history. You um, remember, uh-huh. A time when anyone can dream of being whatever they want to be. And have those dreams crushed before they can even be discussed. But still, it is a place and a time where anything can happen. Then we get a, that was like a picture of like Seattle, the skyline of Seattle. Oh, we're not, da, da, da. Okay, then, we get, more. then we cut to a picture of like a dude with red hair and a, like a beard, like turn around in, a, in like a t-shirt and like, uh, uh, like really, like he's brown skinned. He has kind of like a fantasy vibe going on, and behind him also is like uh, an orc in a business oh. suit. And oh, those races! Those those races! Those <laughs> it's, races! It's bright. It's bright. It is a Fuck. time when elves have left the forest to build their startups. <sighs> when the dwarves have emerged from their caves to start their automotive empires. When the orcs have put down their axes and started using computers to improve their lives. The orcs have learned to code. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, and so this is a this is bright. This is Shadowrun, but like uh-huh. a little less sci a little less sci-fi, a little uh-huh. more like bright, right? It's like modern sure. day. What if there were what if there were were like fantasy races? And also what if human race didn't exist, by the way? This is like a plot point pretty early on in the game. Huh. It's where, a plot point. Well, it comes up because because you have, if like you're going to do a woke game, you have to at least consider this for one millisecond. At uh, consider least. is strong because I don't think any consideration <laughs> happened. Okay, cool. Um, because because it there's a, okay. So let me just set up what the game is, and I'll get to the bit on race in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a barista, but you're a bartender barista. This is a bar. T- this is a coffee shop. Uh-huh. It's only open up at open up at night. Okay. It literally doesn't open hmm. until the sun goes down. That seems like a bad time for coffee. Agreed. Agreed. That's not. Uh... Um, people come in. Uh, it's a visual novel. There aren't there aren't any choices I've seen outside of making uh, drinks for them. Uh-huh. I'm like three hours in, and I've not like had a point where I feel like I've been able to change anything, which is fine. Like I think kinetic novels are a thing. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have just like a straightforward visual novel that's really pretty and has like some some nice music. And I think this sure. game has a look, and it has a, a really fun like lo-fi hip hop. Even like conceptually, that kind of makes sense, right? Like as you making a drink, maybe like will change someone's mood, but at most, like, they're uh, yeah. Gonna and I don't even talk think about it's, what they're going to talk about. It's right? very. It's set up a couple of drinks as being very clearly. There's going to be a point in time in which I have to give this werewolf man the calm him down drink. I'm mm. certain of it. A hundred percent. Right? Like, they've like made a big deal of, like, figure out that drink. Uh. So, your customers come in. You have, like, one regular who is a writer, who is a journalist and also a fiction writer mm-hmm. who writes, who writes like, f- short fiction for the newspaper. But the fiction is not good, and it's not even fiction sometimes. It's sometimes it's just, like, do you ever think about how like there was like a, a short five paragraph story that she put in the in-game newspaper that was about how she feels like <sighs> so it took the word the phrase death drive and it was like death drives but sometimes he commutes 
It's like, what if death is in yeah. a car next to you? And that's why there's so what many death car crashes. So, <laughs> like, I'm giving it too much. Anyway, so, so Harry Bradshaw from Sex and the City. That is your primary. That is your. That is your like primary customer. She comes in every night. She's working on a book. She got. She like convinced her boss, who at the at the media company, who also owns a publishing house, to like give Just her a book job. Just talk to one person who works. One hundred percent. Please, one hundred percent. I'm one begging time. you. We'll tell you anything you want. <laughs> we, we, just all, love we love to about talk <laughs> about this. No one will listen to us. <laughs> no. um, and so the game is that people come into your coffee shop, they sit down and they tell you their problems or they have like their partner come in and they get into a fight and you overhear it and then you make them drinks or whatever, right? Um, <clears throat> and the sort of problems that you run into or that you hear are like everyday things with a fantasy twist, right? So you have, for instance, the elf dude whose name, um, by the way, is Bailey's. Like the, the Irish the cream, drink. yeah. Like a, it's, it's just. I mean, I guess plural. that's a name. It's pl- well, it's plural. Yeah, there's no apostrophe. It's not Bailey apostrophe s, but it's Bailey's. You just take the s off. It's just Bailey would be fine. Bailey's. That's a name. I've known people named uh-huh. Bailey. So me too. Me too. Uh, Bailey's is an elf who comes from a very rich family and a mm. very like noble elf family, but he's been dating a succubus for a little while, um, and and the families don't like that they're dating outside their race, wow. obviously. Um, and the the elves are obviously like the way they frame it is like the way they frame it is you're going to outlive her because you're an elf. I don't know what I don't know how long succubi live, but apparently not as long as elves. And no one will want you once you've been sullied by a succubus by a low-born succubus. It's like all right, okay, that's a way of doing it. Um, and the succubus's family is like this: you're going to like run into trouble in the world. You're going to get hurt because because of interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, a vampire decides to like weigh in on this, who's this like, supermodel vampire guy. Uh, and he's like, well, why don't you just fucking fuck, why don't families can fuck off, actually? Fuck off, families. You should just all leave your families. It's super easy. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about family. I'm a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that conversation, like after that conversation, it comes up that your character is talking to, to I think, the writer, uh, and you're like, um, or the writer is talking to the is talking to this vampire and is like, you know what? I think I can take some inspiration from this. The whole thing for her is like, I'm taking inspiration from all the people around me for my book. Uh-huh. She's like, I think it's gonna be like a a book that's just about like regular people, but like with a twist. Like, what if it was a world where there were only humans and no no fantasy creatures in it? And he's like, Well, that sounds like it's gonna be pretty racist if you get rid of all <laughs> the fantasy creatures. And she's like, Well, no, here's the thing. It's still going to be about racism because in this other world, racism won't be between fantasy races. It'll be between all humans. And then the vampire guy is like, but wait, how could there be racism if there aren't different races? And she's like, we'll figure out a way that people have different eye color or hair color or skin color. I bet there'd be racism in that way. You know, we'd find anything. And it's like the most 101 you, freshman level, you had a you had what you thought was a good idea, but then you didn't think through the actual history of race, in which <laughs> those divisions exist inside of racial groups yeah. already, in yeah. a very obvious and big way. Yeah. I promise you, elves will be racist against elves. They will. They the true reason, elf colorism exists. Exists. Already, I am colorism sure. is a thing. Yeah. No, don't you think it's like the fucking fucking system? Like, canonical in D&D shit. Yes, right? I know, 100%. Are you telling me that... And, like, also what that invites immediately is comparing different real-world races to the different fantasy races. No, the orcs are black people. Yes, of course they are. They always are. The orcs are black people. 
Um, and I, I like I want to be clear. The first orc who comes in, I'm like, yo, she's a dope design. I'm going to show you this orc because I think she's a dope design. But you can't just map it like that. When you started by being like the orcs put down their axes and, le- and learned to code. Like what you're saying then, and you need to know that this is what you're saying is that all black people are muscle bound brutes. Well, like there is a black guy in this game. Yeah, he's a cop named Georgie. I think he might Did be. Did Lena Dunham write this? You know, it feels <laughs> like that. Like it for real feels like that. Fuck. Yeah. Um. It, it, beyond all of this shit. Did everyone forget when Lena Dunham got criticism for not having black people and girls and then had and then Donald ha- yeah. Glover as uh-huh. a Republican? Uh-huh. Anyway, move on. Just the yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, Lena Dunham. <laughs> yeah. Um the writing is just flat generally, and it's the coffee making isn't that interesting. Um and it's not Which is something it's to say, because it's fun to do in real life. It is fun to do in real life. And this you're just like, I'll put one coffee, someone comes in and they go. At the start of the game, you know, your 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 writer friend comes in and is like, I'll have my usual triple espresso. You just hit coffee three times and then you make a triple espresso. Oh and someone God. else comes in and is like, hey, I'd like to try something with a little – I'd have like some tea with some ginger in it. So you hit like tea, tea, ginger, right? And eventually you get like slightly more, you know, a little bit more experimentation when someone is like, you know, I think what I want is – I, I know it's I know it's uh, tea and ginger, and there's a third thing. This is like the werewolf cure thing, which is like it's tea and ginger, but I don't know what that third ingredient is. And so you have to like fuck around until you get the thing with the right name that is like, oh, this is clearly the thing that this person is looking for. So there's like a little bit of experimentation there. There's a latte art like mini game that you can do for fun, but that doesn't actually tie into anything at all. Um, you're not graded in it, and that's fine. Like I'm not asking to be graded in my bad video game latte art, but like <laughs> – it's just a bonus thing for you to do. Um, but more importantly, and this is actually the core of my beef with this, and I think – I hope the two of you are with me on this. You know okay. Coffee Shop AUs. Yes. Do you know Kato? You know In what I theory. mean? Okay. What makes a co- – what is a Coffee Shop AU about for you? Like what is the ideal? Because I have a very particular vision of this. And for people who don't know what we're talking about, in fan fiction, there is like a very popular – um, uh, kind of scenario that that gets used across fandom in which you you move your core characters from a work, you take your Dragon Age characters and you move them into a coffee shop. What if instead of like fighting demons and living in a castle, they were in a coffee shop together? I I'm so happy that I get to talk about this okay. right now. Uh, in the coffee shop, I you obviously what I'm looking for is the barista and the customer to fall for each other. So barista barista customer falling for each other, good solid. Yeah, I like multiple people. Working at the coffee shop. Yeah, I want the whole crew mm, from Dragon crew. Age. That's it. Behind behind the in different the bar. For me, the way I pitch this I, to, to Janine, who just came who just came up in conversation a little while ago last night, I was like, "What I want from a coffee shop AU owner who's like absent but mysterious and kind of shows up now and then, and like mm-hmm. what's what's their mm-hmm. motives? Man, then three employees: manager, junior employee, new employee. Right? New employee is like your perspective character. New new employee is like the player character in a way. Right? They show up. They don't know the, the they don't know everybody around, but like they are, they make friends with the junior. That's like a good romantic possibility. The manager is there, who is like the most senior, kind of gruff, but like maybe heart of gold, but understands things about the world, whatever. Then a couple of key customers, right? Mm-hmm. Your regulars who come through. Mm-hmm. Then like a little bit around the edges, you get like the music shop next door, or the apartments up, uh, upstairs, oh, no, or someone's siblings. Lease right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh no! And there's a block party, or there's you know what I mean? Like there's yeah, like yeah. there's. Bernadette Peters Slaves to New York, Red Party. Yeah. Right, yes. Yeah. Whereas this game is just you, the barista, talking just to customers. Mm-hmm. That's just a bartender. That's just a bartender without the alcohol. Right. Yeah. And that's not the coffee shop fantasy that I have. It's so, so to just to to as a point of comparison, 
there is a very good visual novel, short, but very good visual mm-hmm. novel called Hustle Cat. It yeah. takes place mm-hmm. in a cat cafe where the, the hook Ooh. is that you work in a cafe by day, but at night you turn into a cat and they all turn into cats and it's really, really cute. Yes. <laughs> um, see, that game doesn't have any coffee making stuff in it, but it hits all of those buttons for Coffee right. Shop AU for me. Right. Right? Where you, it's got a bunch of drama about workplace drama. It feels mm-hmm. like Empire that, Records that's, in you a want way. Empire Records, yeah. but coffee. Yeah. And coffee has a nice smell. It brings out lots of good you know, aromatic vibes. Yeah. Kata, you had something. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say like the, the like, I don't know, maybe this is just the coffee shops I'm in, but like rare, I, I feel like you rarely even see the the bar that you can sit at anymore, right? No, like, yeah, I yeah. don't, that's you're, not a bar, that's not a coffee shop I've ever been yeah. to. And or not ever, but not often. It's more likely that you're talking to you're if you're the barista, you're talking to coworkers. If you're in the coffee shop, you might be talking to other people. There. Right, well, like, right. and I want... The thing that's actually really interesting about it is I think in the coffee shop AU I want where the barista and, and a customer end up hooking up or like there's any yeah. sort of – the distance is important. Right. You're supposed to have the customer who comes You have in. such a short moment. Right. You have there's to this make little a, window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we spark something? How does this crush develop yes, when right. all I can do is See, order a drink? That's what I love so much about the coffee shop AU is like people sending – trying to send secret messages yes. through coffee orders and yes, stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. And like having Which, that kind of interaction for the coffee making stuff is fine. But like what you need is that kernel – of that spark of excitement. Right. Well, and you can't leave that door open. It can't be like, yeah. well, I'll have my usual and then you sit down across from you. No. That's not a barista relationship. The no, barista it needs relationship to be is rush meant. hour and you see you crush and you know you only have right. 2.2 right. seconds right. to talk to them. Right. And yeah. like, oh, hi, how you doing? How, how's your week been? And yeah. like, ooh, was that a little too close? Was that a little... It's like remembering the thing they said last time. They say your name and yes. you're like, oh shit, okay, cool. Yeah. They remembered yeah. my name. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It doesn't work when you're like sitting across and they go, what is your name? You don't want them to know your name because they because you introduced yourself. Yeah. You want them to know your name because you come in often enough that they, yeah. that they remember your order. I'm, Are you getting your usual? Boom. Right now, I'm mm-hmm. getting so enlivened by thinking of the ways to gamify this thing. It would be great. You know, like just even having to remember the person's name. Yes. You know, and remember what their yes. drink order is before they order it. This you is know, what I'm saying. Very easy to make this into a video game. And you don't, wouldn't have to change it from the regular mechanics. And really. I want the other side of it. I want and I want a coworker who's like, we need to put out more cheese danishes. And I got to be like, no, we got to put out more more cherry danishes. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. I want that. Yeah. That free zone. Slap, slap, kiss. You know what a I mean? Bit. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah I yeah. want that energy. Uh, Hustle Cat, honestly, okay. if you want this okay. just in visual novel form, yes. Hustle Cat okay. did it for me. Also, cats. Cats are great. I love cats. And there's like a one of, okay, so the okay. person mm. I romance in Hustle Cat, Finley, who turns into the Calico Cat, she, there's this whole inside joke with her describing a game that's definitely Metal Gear Solid and the fan fiction she writes for it. But, uh huh. Yeah. Great. There is, you bring up cats, I just want to briefly give people a heads up about this game, Coffee Talk, which is like, wants to be horny, but won't let itself be horny because it knows horny Uh. is bad or something. Um, It it is... Oh, did Resetera use her bell hooks, right? Oh my God. (laughs) The, 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 there is, one, everyone is horny in this game Mm -hmm. a little bit, right? And so it's like... Um, but they, but it, it's like 2013 online horny. So like there's a bit where the vampire tells his, th- there's a vampire who's a friend who's friends with a werewolf. They've been friends for like 50 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet somehow the vampire is still like, 
oh, have you figured out a way to restrain yourself from your fury every every month? Because I heard that werewolves have to get into some kinky shit to restrain themselves from their fury. And you're like, what are you? What's are you? Are you going to do this bit? Also, yeah. are y'all not dating? Like, you come in, and you look like you're dating. <laughs> you're not dating. Okay, okay, that's fine. The, the vampire is married. It's fine. Mm. Uh, but then it's like, well. Some werewolves, some werewolves do work out their hor- their their fury by being horny and fucking. But we stick to vanilla stuff. It's like, what is this conversation? Why are you walking to the ledge and backing off? And then the the actual the reason I bring up the cat thing is every day in this game you check your phone and your phone you like are subscribed to the newspaper where your writer friend's fiction runs. Uh-huh. Excuse me, which is not a thing. Just um, talk to one of us one, one time, once, please. I'm begging you. And sh- her fiction, her fiction. I already said the Death Drive one. Yeah, it gets progressively like bad, horny joke. Mm-hmm. There was an entire one, and this is like content warning for light bestiality. Okay. In which, Did in not, which, okay, let's go. In which a character in the in the fiction of the world of this game, mm-hmm. and not in the sorry, not in the world of this game, but in a story written by a character and by the character who sits who comes in every year regular, uh-huh. wrote this story where. She's she's like it's like a date between a woman and and a dude, and the woman. Always says, "What is the craziest thing you've ever done?" Like that's that's my icebreaker on first dates to see if people can keep up with me. And then the guy's like, "Uh, I don't know. Should I go first? And she's like, "No, let me go first. And she tells a story that is she likes to make out with cats, with cats. She likes to kiss cats. She's like kissing cats since she was a fourteen year old girl. And da 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 da. And then the whole thing is set up a punchline, of course, right? Which is like, there's this whole day, like the whole date, and the guy is like, like." His face is completely flat, but he's and he's clear that he's like not. This is like weird, yeah. but but unlike other dates, he hasn't left yet. And to the end, she's like, "Well, why haven't if you don't like this, or why haven't you why haven't you just left yet?" And he goes, "Because I'm a dog person." And it's like, what is this game doing? What is the? Why are you making? It's a bad joke about. Kissing animals. Yeah. Also, this is a world where like there are animal people. There are it. there are animal people in this. Where it's like right. you read this story right after you've met a cat who turns into an eighteen year old like pop idol, because that's the game this is. And it's just none of it. I would rather this game just be openly horn. I'd rather this just be like an H game. Frankly, it would have just been <laughs> clearer and more honest with itself. It was like, and also you can fucking orc in it. Right. So this is like a journey that I went on when it came to my own bisexuality, where I realized I was attracted to women, but didn't want to be weird about being attracted to women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just like say not say anything or make weird jokes about women that I found attractive. And what I discovered long term and after having it done to me also was that that just makes people feel really yeah. weird. And it makes them feel not safe around you. And it makes them not, like, they makes them not sure whether or not they're being hit on, which, like, speaking from experience, like, I will want to know. I yes. want to know whether or not it's yes. happening so mm-hmm. that I can give a clear no if I don't want it or a clear yes if yep. I do want well, like, it. Like, dancing around is really bad. It's just bad. It just, it does, it creates an atmosphere where, like, sex is permissible, but asking questions about it is not. Right. Which is an incredibly bad right. environment to create. Right. And I don't think this is, like, this stuff is just like corny, and right. and I, I want to be clear. Like I'm not, I don't think everything I don't like is like a personal trauma to me. Like I don't have pitchforks out right now. 
I just think it's corny and yeah. bad. I don't think it does the thing it's trying to do particularly well. Um, and that's really disappointing. And like, to, I, it's such a shame because I think it has such a really good looking aesthetic. I think it has like such a chill vibe. Mm. I wanted it to like calm me down. I just played Damon X Machina, a very fast paced oh, action nice. game, which is out on PC, by the way. People, should go, people like Mechs should go play Damon X Machina on PC. There's a 200 frames per second setting. It looks so oh. good. That's <laughs> the way it's supposed to look. Anyway, uh, and instead I was like, man, fucking, I'm heated. This game should be good and it's bad. I'm upset. Aww. I wish this was really good. I'm really sorry. I'm fine. That it's does fine. seem like a disappointment it's when, disappointing. like, the coffee shop AU is such a standby because it is so comforting. Totally. It's like sometimes, well, let's use Dragon Age Inquisition again as an of example. Course. Sometimes you really just like can't get out of your head. Like, I bet Dorian and Bull would be so hilarious as coworkers They'd be in the a best. coffee shop. Please let me just do like a shift. watching them like. Flirt with each other mm-hmm. all throughout a shift. Yep. I want to read that. Side-eye shitty customers who come in. Oh, my God. The shitty they... customer comes in. Dorian is at the register. The customer is giving Dorian shit. Mm-hmm. Bull comes out. And yeah. I was like, excuse you? Yeah. Excuse you? You don't have, have to, to leave. say anything. Just stand <laughs> just, like, behind stands, him. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The customer just like shrinks back. Love it. And like Dorian is like getting more and more flustered. <laughs> Dorian's dad comes in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is good stuff. Uh, this is what I'm saying. See? Like, this is like, this is what you want to feel when you're in want, a coffee yeah. shop uh-huh. fiction Dor- experience. Oh, it's so good. Dorian yeah. is, yeah, anyway. That's so, that is just, that, that is really sad. Then there's friction between Dorian and Bull because Dorian, this is the thing. Dorian is like, well, my when my dad is in the shop, I don't. I can't be affectionate in public. Yeah, and Will's like, "What? Well, why? Are you are you ashamed?" He's like, "Well, no, it's complicated." Into Winter, da 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 da. Oh my god, I'm just it's gonna great. write this fic. Please now. write I this fic. I hope you know this. <laughs> I only write fluff. His dad's a senator. It's a whole thing. Oh my god. Anyway. Oh, I need to write that. Um, yeah, you could have had that. You yeah, I could have had, had that. that. Instead, I didn't. And Instead, I didn't. There is a there's there's a mini game. The thing that's wild is and the reason I want to bring this to something you play, Cook Surf Dilser Two, is there's a mini game version that you can play. It's like endless mode, which is like just make drinks. It's like, no, making drinks is clicking three buttons and hitting brew, and that is it. But it's set up as if it is cook, serve, delicious. Like, there's a new customer in, and they're like, give me a mint tea, please. Please give me- Tea, tea, mint. Tea, tea, mint. Tea, tea, mint. Boom. That's it. It's like, well, that's not, you can't do, that's not what this game is. Jesus Christ. Okay, so cook, Cook, serve, serve, delicious, delicious, the third. Oh my God, (laughs) this game- Whips. So okay. it, I wasn't sure you guys going to like it because it has the same learning curve as any Cook Serve Delicious. Cook yeah. Serve Delicious. I'm bad at those games. Is it, it treats food service like food service. Like the actual, mm. if you've ever worked food service, yes. even in just a cashier, like I was a cashier at a food service place. So even in just that capacity, you will, or you've been around a kitchen of any kind. I also, you know, I had to, I interacted with the chefs a lot at the yeah. food service place. Um, you will understand exactly the mindset and mode of being you have to be in to play these games where it's all about timing. Everything is about timing. Right. And it's about um, being able to do things mechanically without thinking about them. Right. So memorizing recipes so you can do them while also getting something else done, right. which is something that appeals to me now, uh, recently, I learned because I have ADHD and I hyperfocus. Okay, so yeah. that's the thing. Like that was the, that's the part of my brain that I tap into when I play these games. It's like me indulging myself in this thing I've used for a long time to cope with my very recently <laughs> diagnosed ADHD, where the ability to just sink into a game and do something very hard mechanically because I've memorized every single moving part mm-hmm. feels so good and like that is the experience of working in or around a kitchen it just it all depends on timing there's no room to fuck up if you do you just have to move on and try again tomorrow so the way this game works is like you are looking at 
like a kitchen top, yes. right, so to speak. Yes. And then customers have place orders, and that's all visual, right? It's like, yes. here's, I want fish sticks, or yeah, I want... Yeah. You'll see a line on the side of the orders you have coming like in, the, the tickets, on yeah, the left-hand okay, side. Right, tickets. Yeah, sure. uh, you have holding stations also on the top of the screen where you can, you know, have, like, garden salad or, you know, chicken nuggets, stuff that doesn't have to be cooked on, you know, for the order itself. Oh, I got you. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, So cool. you can pick those up, you know, and, you know, customers can just pick those up and pay for them. Um... And this one, it's a little bit different, but let's just explain the mechanics. So when an order comes in, you select it, and then you have to cook it. Right. Um, I want a grilled cheese with bacon. Okay, so grilled cheese uh, with bacon. They don't have it with bacon in those guys. Okay, that's Just fine. regular kind that's grilled fine. cheese. I like grilled cheese. Um, I, I want like a four cheese grilled cheese. Yeah, you can, we can do that for you. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> what, you what happens is I press a whole bunch of buttons on the keyboard. It's like, I think, six buttons to... Butter the pan, butter the top bread, put it on the pan, add cheese, add the top bread, so butter the top bread. So each of those steps is a button. Is a it's button. like B for bread. Yeah. And then and then, and then it's T like, for butter or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's, it goes through and each of those things are, an, are a button and you have to press all the buttons in sequence and then set it to just grill. And then there'll be a timer. And when the timer is up, that order is ready and you gotcha. have to serve it. So while you're executing other orders, you also have to have an eye on the tickets that have come in, which ones are ready. Everything also is like a limited amount of time. Right. So if you wait too customers long on a ticket, waiting. you will lose that ticket and those customers will leave and you'll get a bad review and you won't make as much money. So like not everything is exactly like that. Sometimes our orders are customizable. Like if you wanted an ice cream sundae, you know, maybe you don't want caramel syrup. You want chocolate syrup. I want chocolate syrup. Yeah. Syrup, yeah, right, yeah right, and right. a cherry on top. Yeah, I do. And a little whipped cream. Please. Sprinkles? Yes. Okay, cool. So, so I would have to hit all those hit buttons. All, and that would be different than another customer who yeah. comes in and says, I want caramel and strawberries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Weird order, but I'll give it to you. You know what? Ice cream with caramel? Like Ice cream, caramel, and strawberries? It's so Why? sweet. It's very sweet. Yeah. That's very you sweet. just need the strawberries for Fair. that one. Fair. Strawberries Fair. and whipped cream. Fair. And some sprinkles for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that, that, so like you will also, you know, for that one, it's, it's all about the customization and paying attention to what they actually ordered. Right. And to make sure that they got the right thing. Because, you know, you've gotten a wrong order before. A hundred percent. It sucks. I got a uh, Taco Bell with meat on it instead of Taco Bell without meat on it the other day. Mm, it really sad. I mean, it's a $3 correction. Right. I know. Yeah, but fair. it still was disappointing. Cause I, I, since I discovered that you can put refried beans on a cheese gordita crunch, it's like really made my life wow. so much better. Right. Um, but yeah, so that that is That's baseline like the what you're dealing with. Yes. In this most recent one, the uh, the first two were all about building a, a restaurant in a building. Right. And like getting the ability to customize it and building out your own menu and getting high scores well, that I'm way. I'm a restaurateur. Like I maybe I do, you know, yeah. quick serve you know uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Not quick serve. And uh, the second game, you, you know could I mean. do shifts at other restaurants oh, with cool. set menus. Interesting, cool. which I thought was really interesting. So if you wanted to learn all the chicken recipes, you go work at the the chicken hut. Right. Yeah, and if you want to go to you know do a high a high um like a fancy a fancy like a, restaurant, yeah. international food restaurant, you go work at at that interesting. one. Interesting. Um, wow. So the, the first of these games is like I'm a restaurant. I'm like uh, uh, a. Um, like an entrepreneurial restaurateur. Yeah. The second one is like I have to work three sh- three gigs yeah. to stay afloat. I'm a, I'm a line cook. I'm a line cook. <laughs> yeah, working a shift. Yeah, my dream from side jobs. is to have right, my own course. restaurant. But right. first, I got to get all these shifts done. Right. And it's because I got to pay my bills. Right. And this third one, they've completely gone like totally like sci-fi, like out of reality. Mm-hmm. So this one, uh, it's like set in the future. 
there's been uh, another war that's devastated America, and your restaurant has been destroyed. No. But the, the two robots that came to rescue you. Oh, great. So two robots that came to rescue you. Yeah. That's where we're starting from. Mm-hmm. Whisk and Cleaver, who are Good really, mayors. really fun robots to have around. Um, they, are, they repurpose their uh, search and rescue truck and turn it into a rest, um, roving restaurant on wheels for you. And you're doing a tour <laughs> of the United States, starting in Idaho. Wow. Uh, of your of your food truck restaurant. And Love it's, it. it's really cute. There's a lot. So that means that so money wait. has changed in a significant way. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. Every state has their own currency now. Wow. And there's an exchange rate for different states and stuff. Great. So the money you make in one state might not exchange in the way that you'd like it to in the next state. Is that stuff what like that. Green packs were? Is that the other way around? I don't know. I don't know. We had old court currency at the time, right? That was a yeah, thing. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I sure. mean, I don't know. Before we decided to be a country, everybody was all fucked up about well, everything. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was uh, so. So that stuff is really interesting on its own, and it's also added some handy things where sometimes customers on your way to the next stop, you'll get orders that come in but you're just packaging them up as to-go orders, so you've huh. got a little bit more time on them. You said greenbacks. I thought you said green packs. I also <laughs> thought you said green packs, yeah. and I was confused. I was, I was like, like are those like green bucks? What is a green, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Um, but You can get green packs delivered in New York now. It's oh, great. really? It's Shit. real good. It's like very secure. Just like that green pack uh, Yeah, I got a, I got a yeah. guy. <laughs> you gotta Want go. me to refer you? Yeah, please. Yeah. Hook me up. Um, yeah, I, so... So there's that stuff, which makes the sort of background stuff like more interesting. They figured out how to use this narrative device to to do a bunch of cool, new, weird things with the mechanics. Mm. Um, but then when you're going to the food stuff, like you you will have stops on your sort of tour of the state, and on your way to that stop, you will be packaging orders and putting stuff in your to-go stations. And what the robots give to you, which is the like the one thing that's really changed the game for me, is if you press control all of the orders that are ready to go will be delivered. Oh, wow. So if you've like, hooked up everything in your service, like holding stations, mm-hmm. and everybody at your next stop just wants chicken nuggets, it's just control, 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 wow, control. Wow, that feels great. And it feels, like, it feels incredible. It, it's interesting trying to get the balance back with having to do other orders at the same time, you know. Right. Making sure that the holding stations, because you can just immediately sell out all of your holding stations at one and of those And then you stops. have to like refill those, and but then you have to also refill those. do the new orders. Yes, and mm. that's when things get really hectic. Uh-huh. See, this is the thing when you mentioned that there's coffee making, coffee talk that mm-hmm. I would want. Because coffee, right. like, if you've ever done barista work, again, it's, I did it like right. once. School lets out, and there yeah. are like 30 kids yeah. who want drinks. Yeah. The rush is The rush is, is Yo, the thing. I, I kids drink so. coffee nowadays, too. Kids, you, kids be drinking coffee. It is fucking weird, man. My dad told me coffee would make me short, and I'm 5'1". Listen, if you're in high school and you're drinking coffee right now, did your parents tell you that coffee would no, make you short? This is a lie yeah. to I know. I know they were lying to me, but listen, it also came true. It also came true. No, they were both the shortest in their family. I think genetics had more to do with it. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah kids just be Starbucks is the new McDonald's. Starbucks. They were talking about this on, yeah. on Street Fight Radio. It's true. And kids don't, the, one of them has a teenage daughter, and like their kids don't go out. To go get fast food anymore. They go to Starbucks. They go to Starbucks. To get to get a drink that's as expensive as going to get fast food. Exactly. Exactly. It's wild to me. But yeah, you know, you timing but those rushes is so, hit. Those yeah. rushes yeah. hit and the timing is so essential on that. Being able to pull the milk at the exact right time so when the espressos, you know, right. the shots are done. 
you're the milk you is got, like, already three ready. Three espressos, so you're gonna run two double shots right. at the same time. Yeah. While yeah, you're yeah, also, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just see like a line of fifteen children come in, and you just know that you gotta have you bring your A game. Yeah, that is the thing that I would want from a coffee simulator. Yeah. Cook, serve, delicious. Has that part. Has that part. Not related to coffee, but related to just like, you have to line up, you have to set up a system and execute it. That sounds great. It really, Does it do much with the post-World War III setting? It... It it's just... building it out slowly, okay. which is interesting. I'm only in the first. Not that day. I want that from this kind of like arcade sim. Yeah, call, your, uh, I like food that it's just game, kind of a weird flavor. It's really mm. an interesting choice to, yeah. to go there. Uh, you can see the thing that that they wanted to do, right? They mm-hmm. wanted to have a lot of different currencies so that right. you could play with exchange rates, and they also definitely wanted this control automatic serve button. Right, and for that, they went immediately to robots, robots. and from there. You know, if the other two games are grounded in the United States of America, sort of, mm-hmm. then why not just take it straight to, you know, World War Three? Mad shit. Max America. Mad Max America shit. Yeah. That all video games eventually do go to the post-apocalypse. Right. Why not the cooking right. game, too? Right. And, like, I like it when it's exactly on that level. Mm-hmm. And if it ends up being political in any way, it's not like I... That's, that's going to be a bonus for you if, well, they, if they hit that. Yeah. Not... Yeah. You, you know? don't expect it. No. I think, you know, thinking about the uh, there's two like political ideas there that are, are not being explored, but are nice to think about, which is uh, the way that food and feeding people connects people at a yeah. time of crisis. And also, like, what would happen to America if there was a war here? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, those two things are nice to explore, but I'm not expecting this no. game to go much farther than we, we brought America together by serving also, everyone hot, delicious right. food. It's also wild that uh, in the future where there's automated search and rescue robots, they're going to be like, we found you. Also, do you want our shit? We'll work for you for free. It's, they frame it so cutely. So this one's also fully voiced, which oh, the other two games aren't. Okay. It's yeah. really, really sweet. I really like the robot characters a lot. They frame it as Whisk. <laughs> Whisk is like a big fan of your restaurant. And one, you know, oh, they, when okay. she showed up, she was so afraid that she, you were dead. Oh, no. And when they find you, they were like, what, am, what our country needs right now in this like state of upheaval is someone like you that's compassionate and like you know has delivered so many so much like so efficiently delivered such great food yeah. you know if only you could have another restaurant and then Cleaver doesn't want to do it but Whisk is like how about our truck and that's it and then that's the setup to the go. game <laughs> and uh, I think this one also has the best tutorial if you've never played one of these games it really eases you in to the chaos that is cooked serve delicious yeah um, and I just I just really need this exact kind of thinking. You know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's, there's like, again, to talk about anxiety and stress, like, yeah. this is, there's a reason why people like games that let you organize or master uh, systems of, yeah. like, um, like just systems in that way. I yeah. actually talked to Vinny Caravella at Giant Bomb about this. Oh, yeah. But how much he loved to build a machine that worked. And that was like a real life thing, but like Factorio yeah. now in uh, uh, what's uh, Satisfactory, I think he uh, plays a lot of. And like yeah. that feel, like I came in once and saw him playing Factorio after hours and I was like, Vinny, what are you doing? He's like, I can't stop. I can't. This feels so good. It I feels mean, good to make something that works. I am so, when I'm stressed out, which I'm stressed out constantly uh-huh. because I work in media and have an anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't seek out things that are calming. I seek out things that will allow me to use my stress energy right. up so that mm-hmm. I can calm down yeah, yeah, yeah. afterward. Totally. And Cook, Serve, Delicious has traditionally been, like, it's been going to be a really long primary 
and I care a lot, a lot about it. Uh-huh. And I'm like gearing up to start doing calling and texting and knocking on doors when it comes closer to New York time. So I know that I'm going to need some kind of release. And Cook Soup Delicious is always a place I can go to. And all I can think about is how to play the game well. And I don't have to think about anything else. Yeah. And like that, all my favorite games are like that in some capacity. No Man's Sky is like that checklist game, you know, that that kind of thing. That works for me. In No Man's Sky, you're making a list and that list is nested into another list. You're working through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. God, I want to play more No Man's Sky. Uh, It's really good now, too. I have to dive back into it. But we should... Yeah, we'll, talk we'll about do it. a different No Man's Sky conversation. Yeah, soon. we should um, take a break. Yeah, as before we get back into some stuff, I'm, I need to take a real break. Okay, we'll take that break, and then we'll be back in a second. <laughs> okay, cool. Right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we are back. Kato, where, where are you at today? What's going on with you? Stuff. I see things. a few things on this list. Yeah. I know what, you played Outer Wilds. I always forgot. And Outer Wilds we'll talk about next week probably. Yeah. We'll try to do a, a spoiler cast for that very soon because you Excited. beat it and Patrick beat it. Um, I almost beat it. Okay, well, you watched the ending. You told me. I know. Which I, I'm not happy about. But you wouldn't have done that if you didn't think you had to record that. <laughs> yeah, and, the, then, and then Patrick, Patrick, got, Patrick got, got sick. So Patrick's off today. Patrick's got the flu this time. I know. It's going around. I got to yeah. be careful. Did you get a flu shot? I don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, and I didn't. This is the first year in a minute that I have not gotten one, and I should have gotten one. You can still get one. I should go get one. You should I'll go get, get one today. One. All okay. right, listen, hand to God. <laughs> On God, on God, I'm gonna get a flu shot. Um, Kata, what, what else um, besides Outer Wilds? You also told me, yeah, Tales from Off Peak City, yeah, which is a Cosmo D joint, right? Whom I don't know, but you said Cosmo's uh, released some some wild shit. The Norwood Suite was the thing that I think a lot of people liked yeah. uh, a couple years ago, and then um, the uh, Dog Opera. Dog opera. Cosmo D dog opera? Am I, am I, I confusing that up. with somebody else? Uh, no, yeah, but like... Uh, I might be confusing that with somebody else. Anyway, continue. There was just a, 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 a link dropped and I was like, I'll check out this thing. Let's see. They they said it was like 90 minutes. Like I spent 90 minutes in it. I'm pretty sure I'm nowhere close to like even... Really? Uh, here's the thing with this game is that um, uh, I'm sure I've mentioned this before. I got... Uh, I got a BFA in my undergrad, and I did a minor in photography. And oftentimes, there's a lot uh, missing from photo modes in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game has a camera that does some really neat stuff. So I ended up taking a bunch of fucking photos for like an hour instead of actually like talking to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but the to kind of set up the 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 this game is that you're on basically um like 
an intersection of two streets in the city. Uh, and there's uh, a bunch of people out in the streets that you can talk to and some of the buildings you can talk to because they're giant faces that talk. Um, it's kind of... Uh, I, I want to say the word surreal, but that's not actually what it what I mean. But it's surreal in what you probably in the way you probably think surreal is. Yeah, it's you, not surreal you in, the, not in the surreal dictionary. Yeah, 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 yeah I got you. But um, it's surreal. It's lowercase s surreal. Also, yeah. I was wrong. Real quick, I just want to correct myself. Oikospiel, which is the dog opera game, was by David Kanaga, who I think runs in similar circles mm. as Cosmo D. Like, I know they've talked on Twitter and stuff, uh, but. Different games, similar gotcha. similar vibes in some in in the way that we talk about lower s lowercase s surrealism, surrealism. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, you're the 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 setup is that you're coming to the city, this uh, to talk to a specific person whose name I've already forgotten because I'm really bad at remembering names. But they're uh, uh, an ex jazz player, ex saxophone jazz player who now owns a pizza shop, and uh, you're on a <laughs> it's very uh, Bioshock opening. You're on a boat. Uh -huh. There's people talking to you about coming to this place. Uh, and then they tell you, like, go talk to this man and find his saxophone who that he's lost. Um, and when you get there, very quickly there is a uh, a stoop sale happening where you can pick up this camera. And, like, they like kind of point you as, like, also you should go grab, grab this camera uh, and, you know, use it to kind of... Explore the city. Okay. So this game, um, it's it's basically an a, a, I guess you would describe it as an an, an adventure game or a walking sim, um, but uh, people are having conversations in uh, wherever they are, and you have the option of getting closer and talking to them okay, or so just like a first listening. person exploration like cityscape yeah thing. okay um which is kind of which is very interesting given the fact that they also give you this camera very early right um because it really like puts you into this mode and the differences of like uh obser ob observing people and you know actually interacting with them and how cameras you know i mean this is kind of a thing that you do uh, you think about a lot when you're like doing street photography is like where that where that kind of wall is and like what changes right. in people's like um movements or positions when they notice you and this game actually kind of does a few things like that where like people will change positions or change um they act like when they uh, acknowledge you um which is really fun and also the camera itself does a couple interesting things where uh one of the things they added is a shutter time which right right yeah normally well, I'm looking at this now that's why i'm yeah normally they um what this does in in real life photography is you know the shutter opens light hits the film and depending on how much time that is you know you'll get uh, a darker or brighter image right. in terms of like how long the film is exposed for yeah. basically and uh if you if you you know, get your settings right. Uh, otherwise, you can also use that to kind of do when you see like photos of a car moving, but there's the streak of light left yes, behind. Right. You're right. That's like a long shutter exposure. You're letting that shutter stay open for a long time. And the light kind of draws on the film. Um, so it allows you to kind of rudimentally, but like really boost that. The shutter time open, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. you can do a lot of uh, like kind of double exposure stuff, streak stuff, where you're kind of noticing more how much movement there actually is in the space, which huh. is very interesting, and also allows for a lot of fun creative things that a lot of photo modes like 
uh, kind of don't have in the way that this requires a physical react, like a physical movement from right. your body in order to make new changes to the image you're capturing. Right, and there's a degree of remove, right? Like this is not a photo mode. A lot of photo modes have just like, hey, how how much contrast do you want? Right. How many? How, what time of day do you want it to be? Right. Hey, do you want there to be a filter on this? And this yeah. is like. No, like this is adjust this your is shutter like, speed, right? Adjust your focal. You're, point. you're, you're hold. You're, you are holding a camera, and like your body still matters in these movements. Because right. also, as you get closer to people to try to line a shot, they'll like, you know, they'll notice you and right. look over, right? Right. So like, um, it's got a lot of really interesting those kind of interesting aspects of taking photography in real world in the real That's world really that interesting. a lot of game photo cameras sort this of ignore. Sounds so dope. The other part of this that is really interesting is kind of the actual narrative part of it is this um, kind of uh, depressed, uh, economically depressed area Mm. that has a like large corporation that is that laid everyone off and is kind of the reason why, uh, you know, things are rough in the area. And the kind of um, and I'm still very early in this part because I spent so much time with the camera, but it's kind of setting up this. Um, one of the classic like uh, dichotomies of like your passion and uh, a career, you know, surviving in capitalism versus doing a thing that you're interested in intellectually, you know. And I'm always, uh, as a person who uh, ran into this in my own life, as like choosing, deciding to like, you know, find a career that I was kind of happy with versus struggling as an artist forever and ever. And, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, shout out to everyone who's making it work. Um, yeah, seriously. Fucking, it's hard out there. Uh, but um, I always really enjoy discussions, these sort of discussions and a lot of the stuff that it's set up at first with this man who used to be a jazz musician, musician and is now just like trying to survive with his pizza place in a, area where it's like even the pizza like even a pizza place is not doing well um all seems like really interesting stuff and i'm ready to kind of like sit down and actually like go through more yeah, of that yeah but like I, awesome. yeah super uh, uh if any of that sounds interesting it's totally like even just for the camera alone it was worth it right. for me but uh there I seems think, to be a lot of cool stuff going on i think it's only on humble choice right now but it's coming to itch and steam later this year is my understanding right um, Humble Choice is like the subscription Humble service. Right, I think. right. Um, cool. Uh, anyone else got anything going on they want to shout out game-wise? Video game-wise? I mean, I, I the other thing I've been doing, speaking of being stressed out, has been playing just a ton of Darkest Dungeon. Separately. Oh, great stress reliever <laughs> is Darkest Dungeon. Well, I, I actually reached a new point in the same way I think I've actually become good at oh, it and not okay. just like deeply distressed okay. by it. Talk to me about Darkest Dungeon. I, it's been a minute. I had to let... I care so much about the little people in video games that I have. When I, a dwarf mm-hmm. dies in mm-hmm. Dwarf yeah, Fortress, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking yeah, yeah. devastated. Totally. When a sim dies, I often will try to like reverse the death in yeah. some way or add them as a ghost. In this, because I, I opened up a save file I haven't played since at least like last year, like at least since I was in the Union Square office for oh, wow. mid- GMG yeah. Media when it was still Gizmodo Group. Yeah. Um, uh, I haven't played the save file since then, and I just you just I, jump back in. I just you didn't jump do back the in. Thing because sometimes a game like this, you go like, you know what? Let me start a new save game. 
I like really thought about it and I was like, I don't want to play that really annoying Opening. mission you have to yeah, do. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. play that this time. I do, And I was just like, I, I already have you a don't save. Have, you don't have classes unlocked yet. Yeah, you don't seriously. Have, like, a I wanted stuff. to get to the good stuff. I was yeah, watching yeah, yeah. this YouTuber, Christopher Odd, who's just like this incredibly pleasant Canadian <laughs> guy who does like mostly horror games and strategy games. And so That's, obviously, I love him for yeah. that reason. Uh, right, yes. I watched his XCOM run through. His XCOM runs He's are such really a nice guy. He is so <laughs> nice. <laughs> so weird. He also finds someone nice that's popular. As, <laughs> I like Christopher Rod a lot because whenever he does a, a game that's like weird or offbeat in any way, he meets it on his own on their own terms. Right. Yeah. He's not awesome. he doesn't make fun of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always like, I'm playing this game because I'm interested in these Hell topics yeah. and I'm asking you, the watcher, the viewer, to join me in, in discovery. This, right. Yeah. yeah. He always says for horror games, we're gonna get in the zone, we're gonna turn off the lights, we're gonna put our headphones on Hell and turn yeah. the, the volume up high because you're gonna meet this game on its level. And I I wanna see more of that. Hell I wanna yeah. see more of that and less of, oh, I look at this itchio game, I'm making fun I'm of it. I'm making fun of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, wait, what's this person's name? Christopher, Christopher Odd. And he's nice. He's a sweetheart. Gotcha. I see it. Odd, O-D-D. Yeah. One word. Yeah. But collapsed. Yes. Um, so he was doing a modded run of Darkest Dungeon. He was Ooh. like, I played a lot of this game. It's one of my favorite games ever. And I just haven't done a definitive start to end sure. run. So I want to have that on my channel. And he has all the DLC. And he's doing a, a, mo a modded version with like a, a bigger stagecoach. So that you can have you a have bigger more people, roster, bigger roster, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, easier, a slightly easier stress management, okay. not so easy okay. that it makes the game not at the nightmare that it is, but <laughs> but a little bit. So I think it just reduces a lot of the costs from being so prohibitively high as they are in yeah. the early game, um, and so you just start from things being closer to a thousand gold or sub a thousand than rather than. Every you just not being able to not have everyone have a heart attack. Yeah, instantly. <laughs> yeah. So because I'm jumping into something I haven't interacted with since I was like like a year and a half ago, uh, I didn't care if anyone lived or died. Wow. You know, just throw them into the gears. I did, and it felt go explore this ancient this ancient estate for me. It felt good to just let I don't them care die if you come back. and be okay about with that. Wow. Though. Damn. Okay. I, like I was able for the first time to look at them in such a mercenary way, <sighs> and then I realized that by doing that. I was better at the game. Oh. Because yeah, I could, sure. instead of trying to like save everybody's yeah, experience. Which is, which is when a Darkest Dungeon game yeah, falls apart. Is when you try to save somebody. Yeah. I was just like. A run is going bad. You should just flee. Let let the person die. It's okay. Yeah. Either you get you suffer the stress of defeat and they die and it's fine. Right. Or you let them die and you complete the mission. Right. And then you have a bunch, you have one more room in your roster for another Vestal, like, which you really need. Which is what you need anyways. You need yeah. those heals. Yeah. What is, what is your, have, Kata, have you played Darkest Dungeon Never. ever? Okay. Gita, what is your Darkest Dungeon favorite class combo set? Like, who, so, what, do you, what do you like? What I really like to have, what I've been running with a lot of the time yeah. is Vestal in the back, mm -hmm. Abomination leading. Abomination is the one that is like a can turn into a monster. Yes. You're gonna describe a mullet of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vestal in the, in the back and then Abomination in the, in the front. front. Yeah. yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, so Abomination leading, uh, behind, or no, actually an occultist in right in the front. 
Oh, interesting. Because an abomination, if they're in the second or third, they can still do attacks but in their untransformed form, yeah. which is nice because having them transform does a doozy on people's sanity. Um, but I like having a cultist there too because an occultist can heal themselves. So you have two yeah, people who like do health stuff. Yeah, that's like the best thing about a for yeah. sure. And like if you give everybody a you know buffs that makes them resist bleed, then having them heal other people isn't yeah. as big of a risk. Yeah. Um. So it'll be in the front from the front of the line to the back. It'll be a cult a, a cultist. Um, abomination. Abomination. Highwayman Vestal. Highwayman's the pistols. Yeah, the pistols and daggers. Because they get a lot. If we, yeah. if you can, um, sometimes I replace the abomination with a grave robber. Yeah. Because if they both have ranged attacks, both a grave robber and the highwayman have ranged attacks to hit more than one enemy. Yeah. And using that with a combination of everybody else's moves, if you can get them so the enemy surprised, means you are taking out at least one enemy before they hit Interesting. you. Interesting. Okay. Which my whole thing is come in really hard and strong. And just win that fight as quickly as possible. It, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like you don't even get a chance to fight back. Yeah. Because sometimes, and like this happened to me where I was doing a short mission that should have been easy for me mm-hmm. and I got a whole party kill because they got a, an edge Fuck. in they got a, a toe in the door and it was just Damn. a series of bad rolls and it was a total party wipe I'm looking at a, a list of the classes now and there's stuff that's been added since like I have not played so watching with... Christopher Odds I haven't yeah. played with any DLC but okay. watching Christopher Odds playthrough he's got everything on you can really see I wanna, I'm a lot that, of the new classes because I'm really curious about like the shield breaker and the flagellant yeah the shield breaker that I've never super seen super interesting and yeah, she Christopher Odd had one that was like uh, a ghost hunter like a Ghostbuster style ghost hunter and now in the ruins if you have that DLC on. There right. will be ghosts. There will be ghosts. Wait, like proton pack? Yeah. Ass, what? Yeah. Is that like, like a, a, like a steampunk like proton pack. Is pass. that like a... Wow. No, that was a, huh. a real... That was from Wild. the Colorado Space DLC. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. You know, it's weird. It made me really want to... I've been going through this moment where I, I guess the world is so existentially terrifying that I've been wanting to inter- find ways to interact with Lovecraftian mm-hmm. mythos ideas without actually doing Lovecraft because uh-huh. like... Some people can read Lovecraft and not and not be bothered by the race stuff, but for me, it's just so in the text. It's so right there, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he will just straight up, straight up, straight say to you in the text that Africans are monsters. Oh yeah. But so I, I, that that has been one good way for me to get that. I've been reading some Lagati, and he just hates everyone in the human race. So like that's a little different. It's a little yeah. Yeah, uh, I got the audiobook for Chad Mabel's Kraken. I finally finished October, so oh, nice. I went straight awesome. from October to Kraken. And, you know, Darkest Dungeon, is it, it gives is it, you is it, so yeah, much yeah, yeah. of that without having to deal with the Lovecraft anything The explicit racism of Lovecraft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I, I put a lot of time into Darkest Dungeon when it first... Actually, I guess it was when it was still in early access. It was really... It was, yeah. It was I can't really, believe it came out early access. Right? I mean, I'm pretty sure it did. You're I right. Like I know you're was, right. I feel like that was one of the first games where I was like, I need to stop playing this because if I do, I'm not going to play it when it fully releases. And then that is exactly what kind of happened. Is it yep. came out, and I uh, felt like I'd already gotten my fill a little bit. But then when it came back out on Switch, I got back into it pretty big. Except the Switch version was bugged in some key ways, and like didn't. Yep. It was just like not the best experience. I I think now <sighs> if you want to, it was mostly the DLC that was bugged. Yeah, it was like the Vampire Court stuff. Yeah, I that think was they, up they did broken, fix broken. that. Okay. Yeah, but. 
I mean, I like getting back into it and like adding DLC piece by piece yeah. so I can understand what happens. Right. Especially because totally. like the like... darkest dungeon DLC transformed to the game so it's radically. Like, here's a whole new area that has entirely new stuff that yeah. changes like and the here's way... a new resource and here's a new mechanic right. you're gonna have to juggle right, right, right. on top of everything else. So totally. But I- I've been playing it on the Switch. There are still some like I have to play the combination of controller and touch control. Oh, interesting. Because like I some can't, stuff is just better. Some stuff like stuff like dragging the little portrait into the the brothel to have to them have them like go to the brothel. Yeah. Much easier doing it with your finger than with the controls. But scrolling through the, your roster is much easier with controls. Right. So mm. it's just like a little bit. But the thing is, the Switch is built for that. And yeah, I think that's totally. how everyone envisioned the Switch would be used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were wrong. But it's not how most things work. No. Most people don't, most games don't reward that in yeah. any way. So. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to play this not on PC, the Switch where you can do a combination of control yeah, and touchscreen is like the, the best way yeah. to do it. But if you want to play it on a television, I'm just like, sorry. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be an ideal be, way. No. There's Run a too HDMI many cord to your PC, I guess. Yeah. Um, one of those Steam controllers they don't make anymore. I have one of those. I don't think I, I, I think I used it like one night and yeah. it didn't click for me. I don't know if I put the work in, I could probably make it work for me. But I, I, I used it <laughs> because like the PS4 controllers don't. Cook up right. to the PC very well, right? But then, like one day, I was like, I could just get a fucking Xbox controller. Xbox controller that works. Now, I think the PS4 stuff is better now than it used to be. I think, I think so yeah. too. I'm pretty sure they released thing. a driver. That, yeah. Or if Sony didn't, someone did. If I recall, oh, there's, right? There's been it just one. totally works. There's now. like a tool yeah, yeah, yeah. that like does this totally. Um, uh, briefly, I'll shout out. I already shouted out Damon X Machina on PC, but really quick, it does just like if you are looking for an armored core type game on PC. That is one. By the time you hear this, it'll be out. It, I... did, it released early on Steam by mistake, and then they oh. unreleased it early. That's released really, last really funny. night, and I played it for like two hours, three yeah. hours. Like, wow, this runs really well. This is great. And then I closed it, and I went to relaunch it. It was like, no, no, not, not available. Un- unreleased. It's, it's, it was already on your computer. I was like, I already have a save file. <laughs> Like, unreleased. What are you doing? Wow. Yeah. They took it back. Took it back. Anyway, uh, what were you going to say? Uh, I bought that game on Switch. Switch. Uh, I, I wish I'd known it was coming to Steam. I honestly don't know what I was thinking because I don't play games like like that on Switch, really. Right. Because I tend to play mostly on my commute on Switch. Yeah. And it's just like it's not. so fast paced. It's so not like... the right space for like. It has to be like the. Like, I play like. That's where I play Smash. Right, like I can get a fight in yeah. on my because my commute is not is not long enough for me to start tinkering in, with or... with mech designs yeah. and doing long anime cutscenes. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm very excited for this because I actually finally sit down fantastic. and play it. <laughs> so I like I really like that game. It was one of those things like Apex last week where I sat down with it. I was like, I'm glad I I'm glad I wrote a really good review for this game. I really yeah. like this game a lot. So oh people should go read that review. Yeah. Um, Apex. I'm into Stormblood now. I mentioned. This couple weeks ago, yeah, the second expansion That's of Final like Fantasy fourteen. I'm liking it. I'm like, nice. I'm kind of mo- motoring through it. Like I, I hit the point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna play this game. I'm just gonna like go. Like I'm not gonna do side shit. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do like I'm not gonna jump between classes. I'm a red mage, right? I'm gonna stick to that. Yeah. I'm not going to like... I think that's honestly I'm, the way to go. I'm like curious about some of the class quests and how sure. they interact with this new stuff. Um, but like this whole expansion so far has been about fostering rebellion against Empire. And like I know it's going to take... I understand. My understanding is it's going to take a turn. And some people just think the story gets boring or bad. Hmm. Um, but so far, like I, the stuff that I like about 
the Final Fantasy fourteen stuff from the past, I said this already, but like is when they walk through the repercussions of these big, like life changing fantasy things, right. right? Which is like, oh shit, like when when there is a big war between an uh, an empire between dragons and this kind of right. Catholic Church, like what is the what is the repercussions for that? How does that like affect everyday people's lives? And so far, this whole game has been like you're looking at kind of two fronts of this empire, one front that has been um, uh, more recently colonized and one that's been colonized for a full generation and the different ways in which like revolution can kind of come from those two different things and the ways in which the resistance is like stomped down and the ways in which like in the, in there's like, basically there's like, um, I guess it's supposed to be kind of like middle Eastern is one of the zones. And then the Mm -hmm. other set of zones is very East Asian. Um, and that's kind of the, all the fashion for this is like very like, um, feudal Japanese or, you know, Chinese historical vibes. Right. Um, and in that era or in that area, there has been, has been colonized by this empire for a full generation. And you're getting that like second generation of, of young people who are now like in their upper teens, low twenties who don't know any other, anything other than living under occupation. And right. in fact are now like scrambling to become the emperor's favorite basically. Right. Yeah. And that's interesting shit. Like there's like some really totally. cool characters in there. Um, the music isn't as good as heaven's word yet. Uh, the, like the <laughs> vibe isn't there. Like there's so many like little tiny things around like musical stings and, you know, armor design and stuff. Like I love, I had my era of loving fantasy Japan shit. Like I was yep. a Legend of the Five Rings fan. I watched every every anime about fucking fantasy samurai I could get my hand on. <laughs> like uh, that was a thing. So there was like a deep resonance for me when some other fucker shows up with dope katanas. Yeah, like I'm I'm down for like a kata- like. I said katanas. It's katana. The plural of katana is katana. That's how Japanese works. Really? Oh. Apologies. There's no there's no pluralization. Okay. In Japanese, in that way, and I, it's something, something bad in the back of my brain from Japanese class was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Stop it, Austin." <laughs> um, and and like I, so like this shit around like a bunch of cool fights between, you know, this ninja, this cool ninja lady, and the shitty imperial viceroy who's here who loves to collect japanese or not japanese domen swords mm-hmm. because he thinks they're dope and like that's the whole Great. of his thing so like he walks around with okay this motherfucker mm, this dude first of all sucks his name is xenos i'm gonna pull up a picture of, of him for i'm like i'm gonna pull up a picture and probably get a spoiler because this is how this shit goes oh good um this motherfucker, he's like deep pretty boy mode, except I don't think he's that pretty. He's like right. long blonde hair. Um, he also wears like a. It's a bishinin. He is. Yeah. He's like supposed to be very bishy and like I, but he's also supposed to be like creepy. He's like got oh, creepy God. face going on sometimes. <laughs> for and often thirteen year olds who shop a hot topic. Right, and also people he wears who, like a who, big helmet sometimes. Oh yeah, this is for people who um, had a crush on Legato Blue Summers from from Trigun. Yes, exactly. I did. Yes, and yeah, I wrote yeah, fanfic totally. about him. And you can see he has this <laughs> weird thing that is like a holster. It's like a giant revolver holster except instead of a revolver like a like the the thing that spins on a revolver yeah. like does it chamber? shoot swords no but it holds them well it, sh- it shoots them into his hand he'll like pop <laughs> like steam power. pop now I got the crystal one out now I got the one that does like super damage yeah. um, there have yeah. been some like, cool boss fights against him so far I'll say this there's a boss fight with him early on uh, this is a cool thing with MMOs that doesn't happen very often it's like you can tell mechanic video games you can tell story with mechanics and normally up until this point when you've done a fight you're supposed to like lose or whatever, 
it's just against like an enemy who's like question mark, question mark, question mark level. We're like, oh shit, they're so high level. This motherfucker showed up. He's like, I'm level seventy. You're level sixty. What's good? Yeah. Like I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> you're not gonna win this fight. You yeah. might fight too until a cutscene happens. You just can't do the damage. Right. Just fight me. You you cannot do the damage. I'm going to outlast you. Your MP is gonna drain, motherfucker. And I loved that. That was like a really cool nice. fight. Yeah. That was like, ah oh, fuck. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna come for your ass. Like I'm coming for you. Yeah. Um and. He sucks, but like when he fought this cool ninja lady, that was a cool little cutscene. Like, there's like, it's been that stuff has been really cool for me in both the superficial way and yeah. also in the like, hey, there's some interesting stories here about how you know oppressed people cannot always just drop everything and fight for their for their right. uh, for relief and for for freedom because of the cost and because of the ways in which it, it seems like a, any attempt. And so many attempts have been foiled already. So many attempts have come with retribution that has ruined the lives of them and the people that they love. And walking through, like, how do you inspire a, a resistance in a world like that has been really fun. So I'm, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm sticking with it. I think I'm going to just try to, like, I'm trying to beat that fucking, I'm trying to beat the expansion this month. Maybe I'll get Damn. the patches, but, like, I'm going. I'm, like, nice. I'm going to put that time in because I'm so close to, to Shadowbringers, which people love, right. that I'm, like, I just want to get there. I just want to move through it. I had a cool fight against... Uh, do you know the do you know the kind of Japanese um, myth around the like treasures the Japanese treasures that are like the treasures of old um, no it's like a mirror a so three sacred treasures a mirror a sword and a magatama which is like a jewel mm -hmm. um, and these are like the these are the emperor's, like, this is the equivalent of the crown jewels, except imagine if the crown jewels had mythical repercussions that were like, this is right. the sword that cut the seed and revealed the, the island of Japan. And I'm probably butchering that because it's been so fucking long since I remember, since I actually learned what Kusanagi did. Um, uh, but that, that is like the, the sort of thing it, it is. Um, and... Uh, they came alive and became a god, and then I fought that god, and the god got real big and threw a huge fucking sword down <laughs> on the like a huge sword, and yeah. the tank had to like block the sword before it hit the party. Wow, that shit, that shit slapped. That's good. That shit for real slapped. Um, so I'm, I'm having fun with that still. Um, so I'm shout outs to Final Fantasy. Talking to the green fairy people still. that talk weird. The the quote unquote weird. The what are they called? Springs or something? No, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's something else. That's wrong. That's not right. That's not right. I what don't are they called? Their names. They're not fairies because fairies are a different thing. Yeah. What are they fucking called? They're in Gridania. Yeah, right? yeah, they're in Gridania. I know how to find this. I'll just search Gridania Beast Men. God. Because that's what those are called. Beast, beast tribe, right? Beast tribes. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm -mm. Sylphs. They're called sylphs. sylphs. They're called sylphs. You know, there's a certain tonal fantasy thing that Final Fantasy does that I you, you can't get anywhere else. What's that? I don't know. It's it's. Oh, this, you're saying there is that? There is like a, a, a the way that they do mm -hmm. fantasy tropes that is maximalist and does not care about how corny it is. Hundred percent. That I find so difficult to interact with in fiction whatsoever. I like will play every Final Fantasy game specifically for that reason. It's just like I. Do not know where else to get this sort of like. I mean, the only right. other thing I can think of is the Wachowskis' Sipsters movie 
uh, Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, Jupiter Ascending is 100% a Final Fantasy game. Yes. It has huh. that, they go for it in that the exact, exact way. same, the wedding yeah. uh -huh. scene, you know, where it doesn't need to look like that. Where it doesn't need to be like every, even the bedazzled are bedazzled, you know. Right. Like everything uh -huh. is just opulent to the nth degree. But it does. And I just really, it, it is unabashedly the thing that it is, which is one of my favorite things in fiction. And I feel like even in video games, you know, people have restraint. And just like, <laughs> the fact that the Square Enix does not have yep. that. I yep. I need it. I need it yep. all the time. I've actually really seriously thought about starting playing 14, but I just don't have any don't time. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't I don't do have it. any don't time. You're yeah. good. You're good. That's the thing, right? Is like, I feel like you, it is such a, um, it is such a time sink. And I, I come back to this every time we talk about it, but it's like, I don't know how to recommend this game to somebody because so much of that time sink for me was so genuinely unfun that I don't think it's, it's like irresponsible of me to be like, and then it's worth it because right. it is not it has not been worth it yet. I'm just far enough in. I've sunk enough. The sunken cost fallacy is a fallacy yeah. when it comes to decision making. But <laughs> but in my situation, I sunk that cost. Yeah, that that cost is in. And there. I'm already in, and I'm enjoying myself now. So it's yeah. not like I, I. It would be one thing to be like I, right. I'm not pay up front, and then right. Maybe you'll get there eventually if you put in the time. Know. Eventually, eventually. But like the fact that you have to. Make sure it's like, yeah, I'm also paying monthly. Yeah. I skipped a month because I was like, I know I'm not gonna get to anything this month in Final Fantasy yeah. 14. I'll when I have a little bit more time, I'll I'll get back into it. Um, <sighs> but but yeah, it takes so long to get through that that first bit that I'm glad they're planning on shortening it. And once that happens, I think I'll be in a place where I could better recommend it. Right, like, I'll have to hear and see if people because that's supposed to come this year at some point. This year? That's I, earlier than that's I, what I, might, I believe. I might just stop. Paying that monthly subscription, then. You should stop paying that monthly <laughs> subscription. I'm very, what I'm curious actually about is for people like you who are in the middle of it. Right. What does that do? Because yeah. I don't know if it'll be a situation where you can just like keep rolling through or I is it just like so. boot you back to the beginning of a chapter? Like what's the – Right. I don't know. How they know. do that transition. Mm -hmm. It's important. Destiny didn't do it right. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Why? Wait. Huh? What, what, what? I just meant from like uh, their old system to Shadow Keep and like – how hard it is to see old content, remember? Right, All that business. Right, right. Like... Yeah, I do, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> Even if you were in the middle of, of a campaign, it's like, yeah. well, too bad. You had to start that campaign over. Um, Sick. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else? Anyone else playing anything? Want to shout out anything that's going on? I don't know. Short, short shout out for an indie game called Road Wardens. Road Wardens. Road Wardens. Okay. It's a visual novel. That, One uh, word, Road Wardens? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's uh, got an interesting um, thing that I don't. Well, I don't. I don't play a lot of games in this genre, so this probably has happened before. But I just found it interesting. But it's a. It's set in a fantasy setting, and you're basically you are a ward road warden. Mm. Basically, travel is like super dangerous in this fantasy uh, space, and you know there are specific people that take the job of like delivering things of. Uh, moving people from mm -hmm. place to place and all that um but uh it's a visual novel and you're um talking to people and the the interesting thing is that when you first meet someone 
new for the first time, you have a bunch of options for your approach. Okay. Um, like you have two, uh, you have a you have your dialogue options, which are different, but then you have a a secondary thing where you attach a tone to that. So you're either huh. like, um, intimidating. And like the the text options don't change, but it's like it, this is all about what tone you're saying, whatever text option you choose. And mm-hmm. so it's like you're you can be intimidating, you can be friendly, you can be vulnerable, and it radically changes. Like it, I went back and did like That's the first really part cool. a couple times, and it completely changes how the the people react to you. Like when I was vulnerable, they like ended up being like, "Do you need help with something? Uh-huh. Like you seem, are you okay?" And versus when I was intimidating, it w- became very tense very quickly. They were like, "You," it, it said, "Like oh, they always kept their their hand on the hilt of their sword." Like you could tell that they were like, you know, they they still invited me in, but like tensions were hot, and like it was really interesting because, um, because they like they set it up so that they can make these differences like really drastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've only played like a, an hour or so, but um, each time I've meet, met someone new, I've had the like impulse of like doing a quick save, going through and seeing like all the options because they're so, they're different enough that it, it, it's not just like, I, I want to see which one I want to go forward with. But it's like, I literally want to see all these different uh, uh, paths because they're interesting. They're all interest. They're all interesting in different ways. Narratively, you know? Right. Um, so that's just a uh, quick shout out. I'll probably check back in when I played some more of that. But I just thought that that mechanic was really neat. That does sound really neat. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Gita, any last things before we wrap up today? Anything else you want to shout out? Anything else on the site go up this week that you want people to go read? Oh yeah, I wrote that No Man's Sky thing. You wrote that No Man. Tell me what that. What's up with No Man's Sky? I know oh. we said like moments ago we'll talk about No Man's Sky later, but I mean, hey, we, it's we later. have to have a real, yeah. real deep yeah, yeah, dive yeah. into it. But I, I was just checking back in on the Galactic Hub people, and I, I found this guy. The Galactic Hub is like a group of players <laughs> who. Who even before multiplayer was real, were like we're gonna play with each other by being near each other in this yes, game. Yes, yeah. So they figured out how to make the game into something they could play communally, right. and then as the game has become more and more interested in being a communal experience, they have uh, just grown into a really huge, really interesting in-game civilization. Mm-hmm. And there was another player who had an idea for getting involved with this in some capacity. Mm-hmm. It essentially made like a, a space railroad. It's really like it's the first time someone has said not in my backyard and I was like, you yeah, know, maybe you got a point though. Damn, wait, what, what, <laughs> wait, what's... So, Give me the, the quick pitch so people can go read the it. The quick pitch is, you know, um, the person who made this railroad said that they wanted to do it to drive growth mm-hmm. into the Galactic Hub. The leader of the Galactic Hub said, I just feel like what you were trying to do is poach players away from my community. Oh, we're not wow. necessarily interested in gross growth. We want to get down to the thing that we've been doing for a long time, which has been trying to catalog every single thing in this tiny corner of space. Huh. Every plant, animal, planet, star, everything. And, you know, 710 told me, like, the person who's the leader of the Galactic Hub, he said, like, Gross growth, like if if that slows down while we refocus into an intentional community about scientific discovery, mm-hmm. that's fine with me. I, I don't I don't care if we if we lose gross growth. Okay. So this is like really I mean, for me it feels a little bit more like someone trying to stop white flight before it starts, you know? Right. Which, what's interesting here <laughs> uh-huh. is like this is an instance in which racism is not a factor right. in sort of a nimbiest argument. Right, right, right. It is just about culture where culture doesn't mean whiteness. 
Right. This is about someone who Chris May did not play the game, the person who created the the, the warp way, the little railroad. He did not play the game at mm-hmm. launch. And the person who's the leader of the Galactica Hub has been playing the game since launch for the past three years. This is, I think, more similar to a conversation about bandwagoners. Huh. Yeah. My article doesn't that quite like, go there. That, like, because the game became this multiplayer thing, it opened up the door yeah. to a bunch of people yeah. who did not have... It's it's like the AOL thing, yeah. right? It's like AOL opened the door of the, to the internet and there was already a culture of the internet. Yeah. People were already on the internet before AOL opened the floodgates. Yeah. And then, like, everyone who showed up there didn't have those conventions, those social conventions already. Yeah. They didn't understand, like, what the kind of, like cultural mores were yeah. and so the, the people who already the old heads were like yo fuck that yeah. it's also SoundCloud rap this is also yeah. everything this happens it's, it's everywhere the eternal September the eternal September that's what this exactly. is yeah. exactly you know and I think that I, I think that the Galactic Tub has a right to say we want our community to be one thing mm-hmm. and if you don't like it it's fine with us if you start your own community, but you're not going to hijack the hub in order to do that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, May, his creation, I think he's really good at onboarding people to the idea of civilized space. I think that he's created a very easy to understand map of how to sure. get to, from the center of the galaxy to the galactic hub. I don't have a really an issue with what he's doing, but I understand where the hub is coming from when they're like, Hang on a second. Right. We That's know so our goals are though. not aligned here. That's so fucking fascinating. All right, well, go read that article. Please do. Um, I want to note, I have no fucking idea where I got this idea that there was a myth about Japan being created by a sword. Really? I, like, have it so clear in my head, and it must have been, like, like I don't know, is that what, how it's presented that in Okami? Is that in how it's presented? In an anime. Probably. When you were, like, yeah. 10 When I was, like, 10, old. I was, like, that's a real thing. Yes. Yep. There's, like, a little <laughs> bit. There's, like, a, a spear that, that drips some shit, and the drip, da 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 There's, like, a little bit there. But I was, like, wait a second. Let me check myself. Is this Inuyasha? Am I remembering some shit that was said in Inuyasha? And probably. I don't know that it's Inuyasha. Maybe it was another thing. Yeah, Maybe it was something like they played one episode of on Toonami. Exactly. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's real. Yeah, this is something that Japanese <laughs> no. people totally believe. No. It's the well, KFC thing. It's the KFC, wait, the KFC Christmas thing? Eve bucket, except for us. Wait, what's the KFC Christmas oh. Eve bucket? Oh, the, oh in I, Japan. You're saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Well, okay. we want to know one really fast way to explain to Americans why marketing's evil is tell them about this KFC thing where KFC yes. the corporation, the corporation just went to Japan. an entire, comp- entire was like, country. Well, it's a Christmas thing, of course. A Westerners on Christmas get a bucket of KFC. <laughs> Not uh, true. Not true. <laughs> Not true at all. No. But they But they're like, oh wow, that's really cool. We should do that. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> and now Goofy. it's like a Japanese tradition and I've heard from Is it actually though or are we getting it are no. we being accepted? I've had a couple of friends okay. who have lived in Japan who okay. have said like yes, like they do truly believe this and when you talk to you know Japanese native people then tell them that this is not something that Americans do. They are very confused because yeah. they've taught, been taught their entire life yes. that this is the that thing this is, is real, true. And it's not. It's not. Wow. And it's like much less offensive than all of the things that we think are true about Japan. 100%. It's 100 <laughs> I like fucking, I was in a cab today that someone was being racist about, about Asian folk and I just can't. Whew. Mm, Whew. It hurts. I don't like it. No. Me either. All right. On that note, on the note of things that we don't <laughs> like, we'll be back next week. Monday, we'll have this Gita uh, Sims uh, uh, interview in the yeah, feed. Yeah, And then we'll see. Send in your questions, by the way, for an Outer yes. Wilds spoiler cast because once Patrick's feeling better, we're going to talk about that. Hell yeah. Uh, for sure. Send those into gaming at vice.com. As always, that's where you can send all your letters. Subject. Code. Subject Outer Wilds. Just Outer Wilds. Okay. Subject Outer I'll, Wilds. I'll tweet, the, I'll tweet that out. Thank you.
As always, you can find that tweet, twitter.com slash waypoint. Yeah. Find everything that happens, waypoint.vice.com. Uh, motherboard.vice.com also, obviously, because Gita, some of your stuff just runs there, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. please go there also. Shout out to our friends at Motherboard. Yeah. Please. Uh, who's, who've done incredible work, I think, over the last couple I of mean, weeks. the scoops they've gotten about this election app have been oh depressing, God. but also amazing. I'm fucking shook about the way Nevada's going to go, but whatever. I Yo, we kinda... got New Hampshire. I know. I know we did. We're going to ride that all ride the way to the, the Dem- Democratic Absolutely. National Convention. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. You got to believe. That's right. Uh, you got to do what? You got to believe. believe. Shout outs to fucking Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> Shout outs to Parappa the Rapper, <laughs> You know what I mean? Shout outs yeah. to Parappa the Rapper. Shout outs to De La Soul and Parappa the Rapper. For real. Absolutely. Fucking put them on. Um, all right, <laughs> that's gonna do it for us this week. We are, we are. I'm excited. I hope if you have Monday off, I hope you take a long weekend. I hope you relax, yeah. get that energy up. It's gonna be a long year. <laughs> take every vacation you can get, every extra little bit of day you can get, even if it's for a whack ass president that that died 300 years ago and owned some slaves. Take that break. <laughs> Take Do that break. Take a breath. Take that break. That that president would hate. I can't believe we willed the fucking Hamilton cast recording. <laughs> Into existence. We did a Waypoints oh episode God. recently about Hamilton. Well, about I Hamilton, to it because but, it was, you know. I wanted to hear what y'all thought about yeah, of it. Because I, I appreciate I, it. I say, you know, you said you couldn't get it through the soundtrack. I had a Hamilton moment. I'm fine with that. I'm you not know? judging people who had a moment or who still like it. It's I just like needed to voice my... The first half of that show where mm-hmm. it's about revolutionary politics is great. The mm-hmm. second half of that show where it's about the dramas of Alexander Hamilton just not Not doing it for you. At right. all. Sure. And like the rapping is corny. But that's I will cry when I see in the heights. So... Right. That, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm not... Listen. I'm not... You know. Yeah. The, the point is I can't that's believe happening. we used our power for yeah. evil. I knew that. I knew that recording that? was there. Yeah, people are going to want it. People are going to want it. People are going to want it. We'll see how the selection goes, aren't we? Oh my god! Just wait. Just wait. People oh, are going to be. You're going to need me. I'm going to lay down in traffic real quick. All right. Oh, well, have fun. Good luck. Uh, no, listen. Look, I'm, actually, I'm in a... you know what I'm going to do? I told Kato. <laughs> my mother-in-law. Hold on. Yeah, you pull that up. Yeah. What? And you'll explain this later. But like, I was. Be... My mother-in-law just saw Hamilton because it came to Florida. Okay. Um, and so I'm in a Shout group chat that. Everyone in there is like, oh my god, how can we how can we see it? It seems cheap in Florida. Maybe we'll come down to Florida. This is like my sister in law who lives in Colorado and her husband and like everyone's still excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I mentioned like, oh, that movie's coming out in like a year and a half. They're like, oh my god, what? We're absolutely gonna see it. So like, there's an audience yeah, for that of still. Yeah, it's gonna. No, be. I, we should. I should be 100 percent clear. Us not liking something. It's almost like the inverse of is oh, there yeah. an audience for it? <laughs> oh yeah, that's real yeah. talk, right? Yeah. Right real now, shit. that's not. I don't, and I don't. I don't think. I don't. I hope that when uh, if I'm down on something, if we collectively are down on something, w- with very specific exceptions where we are very clear, right. it should not feel like a like a. Um, or I hope it doesn't come across as like, and you're bad if you like it, right? Like I think w- we all like very complicated things that are like. <laughs> You, I like Gundam a uh-huh. whole bunch. Gundam <laughs> is a fucking mess. Gundam is like deeply misogynistic at places, not just at places, throughout in like the systemic way, but then also particular ways um, throughout hmm. that are like, hey, we're going to get real big on that on misogyny for this one episode. This will be like explicitly misogynistic. There's always one. There's always that moment in the Iron Blood Orphans, which I was really liking, yeah. and then they meet the, the harem guy. Yeah, listen. And let me tell you. Let me tell <laughs> they you. They meet the harem guy, and it gets really that weird. That dude sucks a lot. Well, yeah. 
He, hmm. he treats his wives with respect. It's still weird, There's though. a version of that show that's so good. Yeah. Oh, I talked about this at the end of year episode. So he's a, a wives guy. He is a wives guy. He he's is. A but, wives like, guy. but here's the thing. Here's the thing is, Stop emailing my wives. That is, he is straight up a wives guy. And that is the thing that's so wild about it is that motherfucker loves his wives so much. <laughs> And they rule. All of his he wives do rule. He would individual Instagram Damn. post but for how much he loves each, each of his thick wives. 100%. <laughs> yeah. He has different accounts. He has a different account for each wife. Post them all simultaneously. Right. So and they love leave. him. And <laughs> that's an anime. Welcome to anime. It's bad. It only happens so that the love triangle can be resolved. <laughs> well, that well, that is the thing. So there, is a, there is a love triangle. Because it's like you could have just it, not mm. had a fucking love triangle. Uh-huh. They're boring. Everyone knows they're boring. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, we all love great. shit. Also, everyone's got two hands. Ooh. Everyone's got two hands. <laughs> well, and some of them have like extra hands. They hands all the way around. Yeah. Um, the just a we like shit that is not good sometimes. I love like so I said much before, shit that's not good. I love 100%. Fallout Boy. Okay. Congrats. I've seen them twice. Shout outs. Nice. Shout outs to to Pete to Wentz. Pete Wentz black hat black, only. That's right. Shout outs to, to Pete Wentz's super black hat that no one knows about. I saw those pictures, Pete. Nappy head. I saw those. I know what you know, there's an early oh, documentary about yeah. them People where they talk about, about having to kick out a member of the band because oh. they were weird about his Jamaican mom. Wait, really? What? Yeah. Yo, fuck that member of that band. Yeah. yeah. Serious? Well, I'm glad his like woke Pete Illinois by friends. Biracial King. Yeah. Is he? Also football? What? Biracial King? Well, I well, mean, well, I, how okay. did he get his hair? His like yeah, frizzy okay. ass black hair. How did he flat iron that I so well? I, I have no idea what his situation is right now. Also, I feel like do you lose do you lose points? Name his child Mowgli. Wait, excuse? Wait, ex- mm. Yes. He loves the Jungle Book, baby. <laughs> anyway, you were talking about how this election is going to go, and I want to just say, my good friend, <laughs> Big Nate at Coach Sightman put together this little video from the, the uh-huh. New Hampshire rally for Bernie Sanders that I think everybody just needs to hear at least once per day. So okay. I'm just play it really, really quick. We could just add this into the thing. We don't yeah. have to hold the phone. Yeah, actually, no, we have a way to do this. Okay. I just, it's also the sicko mode beat feels so good. Sicko mode beat's good. I really just got to hear it right now. Forward. This fucking slaps. Yeah. This is why I needed to play it like this, Austin. Thank I needed you. you to hear I'm, this. I'm powering up. Yeah. Thank you. I said, yeah. <laughs> I responded to that with, this is the best fucking wrestling promo anyone has That's ever cut. Good. Yo, it extremely keeps going. Good. Ever. It's so good. She's never been more powerful than in that clip. And just like, shout out, big ups to Big Nate. Like, yeah. adding the sicko mode beat Please. takes it to another level. Yeah. Tried to show him. Listen, don't you know? think about what could go wrong. We're moving forward. We're so, moving forward to Nevada. Damn. We're moving yeah. forward South Carolina. Damn. We're moving forward damn. to Super Tuesday. We are going to take this country back from the brink. We don't have, there's no, we can't send you anywhere right now because like the next primary isn't for a little bit. Yeah. But you, go get trained for texting for that's Bernie. That's actually the thing yeah. that right, yeah, right. is like if you're, if you're trying to get active, there go are ways get to get trained for texting for Bernie. Window, go so. get trained on the dialer app they use. Download the Burn app. Like I know it's so uncouth to be a journalist and like Damn. be endorsing someone this hard. I can't hard, believe. But <laughs> they aren't going to fire me. call them to a room. Yeah. See, I'm a contractor. I can do whatever the fuck I want now. 
you know. <laughs> Emmanuel and Jason Emmanuel will Jason not will, fire me. You're done. That's They'll it. send me a, a smiley face with a bracket for a mouth. Wait, is that what, oh, you what they do do that? They do do that. What is that? Uh, it's it's being it's slightly older than, older than us. <laughs> is that? Are they though? I don't They're think like that's true. Jason's younger than me. Jason's definitely Jason's younger than really. Jason's my be. one no. year older than me, which is so different. How old is Jason? Steven Totilla, love him. You Jason know, has to be younger than big me. ups to Steven. Just like having a boss that was a decade older than me with Jason children feels very different. I would from say that Jason now. is like six years older than me. He's thirty-one. No. Are you fucking kidding me? what I'm saying. He's our age. He's a baby. He's a smart, he's a, you know, we stand a baby king. Yeah, yeah. You stand a baby king. <laughs> Just like, what? But he's a baby. Baby was king. Damn. This is what I'm saying. I was like, I knew it in my heart. I, this is the thing is like, I got here, I was older than EICs. And I was like, what are you, what is, what, why, what's happening here? It's also, it's, it's, so it's really, it's just having it's, a boss that's my age. Like, big ups to Stephen Totillo, learned a lot from him. Of worked, course, you know, get that wisdom. But now I you really, got the energy of youth. Yeah, it's, I don't have to explain some things. You don't have to say. On the last mm-hmm. week of me being a Kotaku, Stephen asked me what Sundere means. And I it's too well, late. It's too late to Gita, what does Sundere mean? I like I I mean I I'm know. sure Jason would probably have the same question. That's true. <laughs> to, be, to be fair. That's true. He would understand my answer easier though. Okay. Right. I wouldn't have to start with, okay, so there's a lot of animation that comes out of Japan. Right. <laughs> Steven knows what anime is. Steven knows what anime is. Over anime. God. Steven, I miss you. Hit me up. Hi, Steven. <laughs> All right, that's it. Is, he, that is he here? Is he listening? He might be. I don't know. All right, what Stephen does. Let Stephen live. I know you definitely reads all friend. my tweets still. So there you go. You have good tweets. I do have really. Where good can tweets. people go to find those tweets? You can find me at xoxo gossip gita. I'm also on Instagram under the same name, where I post a lot of pictures of my cat. Your new cat, Ella. Ella, very. She cute She is cat. an angel. Yes. Also, I feel like, I feel like. Do I want to drag randos? No, I'm not going to drag randos. I'm just going to say, Gita, I appreciate every cat pick you put out, and I'm not going to clamor for more than you're putting out per day. Thank you. That's all. I'm respecting. When I'm hugging my cat, she doesn't like it when I put the phone N- in her face. Your cat doesn't have to be content. <laughs> no, But she when doesn't. it is, I feel blessed. You know, I want to bring her around when right. people need her. Right, exactly. But she's But it's not a request shy. situation. Yeah, this right. is, please don't ask me for cat pics, please. That's all I'm saying. Kata, where can people put, find you on Twitter? Where can people put cat pics in front of you on Twitter is what I was going to say. <laughs> At a underscore Kata underscore appears. Kata or just like my email's on there. My Your email's on there? My, my vice email. Send cat oh, pics send to my vice email, please. I was describing my my morning routine with Ella to Kato, and I think he he like almost died. Like you a minute ago. so cute. I had a yes. I need a new cat. Get a new cat. You're I know a... somebody. <laughs> I know somebody. Actually, anyway, we'll talk. So Don't get you. Get I can't though. I should. Mm-hmm. See, see. We'll help you. They're so cute. Cats are good. <laughs> Where can we find you, Austin Walker? Austin underscore Walker. You can send me cats also. I yeah. like cats a lot. Yes. Cats are really great. Send us all pictures of cats. Yes. If you'd like Absolutely. to. If you'd like to. If it's in your if it's in your day, if you have like the ability to, I'd love to see your cats. I I'm gonna tell you that they're all beautiful. Yes. Agreed. Yes. I yes. I love cats. Anyway, that's gonna do it for us this week. We'll be back next week with more. I hope everyone has a good long weekend. If you get to have a long weekend, if you Ooh. don't, I fucking I'm there with you. Yeah fucking the struggle is real contractor life contractor life freelance life uh that's gonna do it for us fuck capitalism fuck capitalism baby go home
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I want to be in my bed with my cat. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> she was so upset about me leaving. Just really vocal about your absence. She is. And when I get home, I know what it's going to be. It's going to be meow, 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 meow. That's, Where that's good. She woke me this morning when I woke up to pet her. Mm-hmm. She went just she went absolutely fucking crazy about it. <laughs> she like oh my needed fucking me. God. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I learned that she loves it when you pet her like right between her eyes, and Aww. now I do it. She closes her eyes and she'll like lean up into it. It's so <laughs> I know, I know. It just destroys me. So, so now cute. she's fucking addicted to it, and she won't let me leave unless I do it for like ten minutes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. Aww, poor baby. I know she's terrified of my apartment because it's still new, but I think in a month she'll be like more more calm she started she started marking the the other parts of the apartment so i know that she's like she's okay yeah yeah but she's okay the living room you know she sees it i'm gonna get that huge cat tree tomorrow for her nice talking about spoiling my cats are good yeah please spoil your cat do you want more videos of ella always okay great uh i'll send you let me text you this great one actually of her purring so loud like just that's the perfect video mm. for me she's asleep and purring and it's really cutie. just so beautiful. Um, the, the little tiny cutie that just came out of your mouth <laughs> was so sweet. I love cats. Like, I deeply, deeply, truly. Listen, if you are ever in Brooklyn for any reason, uh, please just come and pet my I will. cat. I'm never in Brooklyn anymore except to work. We need this. It just like, you think about how much money you pay your landlord and all the shit he doesn't do for you. It's true. Just a cabinet know. door that's still, still broken. I've got yep. a hole in my ceiling where water's coming down every I, once yeah. in a while. You Same. pay your landlord they at least one third. Fixed it three times in the last year, and wow. doesn't fixed, fixed, fixed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you put some Is more paper plaster, towels plaster up over? in there. Yes, yeah, plastered over. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was just open for a minute because, uh-huh. well, if we plaster, it's just gonna get ruined again. So, oh, my mind didn't that's even really go cool there. My them. mind just plastered it and was like, oh no, it. It didn't work because the plaster never dried because the water was water coming leaking. down. I was like, yeah, no leak. shit. <laughs> you got to fix the leak. They don't know where the leak is. Find the leak. Yeah. You no, it's, it's like a big one, though. Like, I fix went, it. I went upstairs. You're to... not a plumber. No, no, no. I'm, say, I'm just saying, like, they've got some fucking work cut out for them because it's in Good. between the building. Fix like, it. Yeah. It's like, they sh- you, you all fucked if up with this piping. You all fucked up with this piping. I would say ours was, ours was wild, which is... Apparently, the people above us like baths a lot, uh-huh. and the leak was coming from the the bathtub overflow, the seal on the so that you know how like the top yeah. of the bathtub there's like the overflow oh, yeah, thing yeah. so that it doesn't overflow, and they all just they just be taking baths every night, mm. and every night. it happens nightly. Oh my god! I'm like, are they are they cooking something? What's going on up there for real? Because no one takes a bath every night 
to the degree that the leak was coming. It was like like every night at 11 p.m., just water just dripping into our bathroom from above. So I don't know. Ruin the uh, – anyway, it took forever. I think it's finally actually fixed now. It hasn't happened in a minute. Anyway, fuck landlords. Um, landlords. <laughs> Matt was right about one thing. Damn. Get them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you really are cheering me on when it comes to my burns this episode. I'm, I'm doing my best. Thank you. Thank are, you so much. And I've been doing a lot of games-related shit Yeah, so we can once, dig in. We can dig so, in. So, like, that's... Just let Rob know that we're going to go live, Kata. Yeah, go. yeah. I will... The worst comes to the worst, we can always take a break and you can come yeah, back. Yeah, totally. Back half. Man, what a uh, a week! Can you believe burning one New Hampshire? I can. Right, because it happened. It happened. I saw it with my own eyes. It's it's yeah. And Iowa, but you know. <laughs> Love it. What's next? Uh... I want to say Nevada is next on the twenty second. It's not till the end of next week, right? Okay. Um, and then Carolina, South Carolina. After that, I'm pretty sure that's true. I'll double check. Yeah, Nevada next. Yeah, Nevada twenty second, South Carolina twenty ninth, then Super Tuesday. I think we then can like breathe a little bit though. I think we well, it's it's just like we actually have. I mean, now we don't, but you know, we have two victories. Yeah, totally. A little. You know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. momentum's there. Traditionally, the people, yes. you know, if you win the first two, my hope will is, be the my hope is that the. I'm curious about about how Nevada shakes out because of the culinary shit, but but mostly I think that we're going to be all right. Um, South Carolina, I'm super curious about because mm. Bloomberg spent a ton of money there. And I think it's just going to, like, again, split the weird centrist moderate vote. Um, But I also don't think that that – I think that that represents – the thing that, like, no one ever talks about or that people – that, like, the media doesn't talk about that often is – this is what we were just talking about with with the way people can be real hypocritical uh, (laughs) and be, like, say a bunch of shitty stuff and then also be like, and also I can't wait for Bernie Sanders to be president and – Make, you know, change immigration laws to, to be better. Like, well, okay, like a second ago, bro, you were saying some shit that I think was pretty racist. But <laughs> while that, okay, you don't see it that way. People are hypocritical. And a lot of people who, a lot of, you know, you see that big roll up that I forget who did it yesterday. The thing that was like, well, Bernie only got 20 something percent. Then these three moderates got blah, blah, blah. Uh. But people don't vote their ideology in the way that we often, that people in this room do. Yeah. And it's not a drag on those folks, but it's like, People are often voting with their gut. They're voting with their instinct. They're voting with like what they – who they connect with. Mm. And this is one of the reasons where like Bernie Sanders ends up being a number two for a lot of people. Like, well, I really like him, but I think we need a Biden. And when Biden gets knocked out, some of those people – a lot of those people are probably going to go for, for you know, Buttigieg or for Bloomberg if Bloomberg is still in at that point mm-hmm. or, for, or for Klobuchar. Um, but some of them are going to go for Bernie because some of them have Bernie as their number two because they're not making their choices based just on, like, policy decisions. They're making their choices based on, like, who I can trust. Yeah. You know, like, that well, is when not – you have, like, a singular figure as in a leadership position, the charisma part matters. It's why I still – like, there's a part of me that will still always really like and appreciate Barack Obama. Right, sure. Because because he was like the ideal version of a first family. <laughs> and the fact that he was like a black man with this very wholesome family, you know, a beautiful, accomplished wife in her mm-hmm. own right, two beautiful, adorable daughters that were going on to mm-hmm. like 
prestigious academic career and a very nice and a dog freaking dog a very good dog a really cute dog right. <laughs> right like that's the that's the best version of that that we right. ever it get doesn't quite like even out the drone warfare no. and the deportations not at all but but, but. <laughs> <laughs> like there's something that like if i go in a bar and I see, it's a black-owned bar. Yeah. This has happened to me in Chicago. Yeah. And actually, there's a bar in Bed-Stuy that I really like because it has a back patio that's huge and also just full of random, like, fair and carnival stuff. It feels like Silent Hill. The lighting is only exclusively red in it. It's great. Perfect. Um, Tip Top. That's the name of that bar. Shout outs. Um, they still have, like, all this Barack Obama stuff up behind the bar. And it's right. a black-owned bar. And you know what? I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah. when I see it, I'm like, I like being here you know I yeah, like being in this yeah, space yes there's there is there's like a welcome a welcomeness for you there yeah. the the, pol- the the politics of that aesthetics it's that some people I think a lot of neolibs and liberals really only understand politics through that aesthetics yeah, yeah totally 100 like aesthetics have always been poli- have always been political but like the I think that especially for those of us who like lean towards punditry sometimes yeah it's easy to Imagine that the realm of voters is a realm of rational actors who are making self, you know, interested choices. Like that is not how votes no. work. Like, no. and and it's one of the reasons why making emotional appeals uh, and and talking about vision instead of just talking about policy is effective campaign work. Is yeah, effective campaigning. I mean, every candidate in the wake of Trump needs to come well, with a complete vision. Yeah, of Amer- totally. a succinct vision of America. And I think that's actually, I think that's actually important rhetorical ideological work. I think that like. I was just talking to to my parents about this stuff and and very, very broadly, like both of them are, are Democrats. My mom is like completely a Bernie stan at this point. Not even at this point. She was a Bernie stan Bernie. last time. She was like <laughs> all the way in Bernie. My my dad is uh is like, you know, let's say center American center left, you mm-hmm. know, black dude. Absolutely is like down to vote, vote blue no matter who. Mm-hmm. Um, but is like is kind of a realist in the way that that I think You've America beats realism. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So he's like, well, Bloomberg's going to win because Bloomberg has all that money. Yeah, and Bloomberg could probably beat Trump because he has all that money and could outspend him. And blah 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 blah. And it's like, well, I don't believe that because I don't think Bloomberg has a vision that's going to connect to people. But but I get where you. I know how you end up there, which and is Trump like will just knock him up and down the street about stopping Frisk. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and people and people will like buy into it. It's. Because Trump, Trump will not loved be wrong, stop and frisk you know. Like, the, you know, like Trump loved Bloomberg as a as a mayor in yeah, this city because he was a shitty shit, racist though, Republican mayor. He wants to win, of course. Of yeah, course. you know, it's like it, it's the thing for me. So my dad is low key lefter than me. He mm-hmm. identifies self identifies as a communist. Like his shout outs to your your black communist dad. My dad rules. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like I take a lot of my political like guides from him, especially after learning that like Buttigieg and uh, Cory Booker's parents are both like radical academics. So mm-hmm. I was just like, maybe I should listen more to my dad about his really good <laughs> politics and not end up a Buttigieg. Don't end up a Buttigieg. Shout uh, out to Joseph Buttigieg, who is yo like, preeminent, so cool, uh, a scholar of of Just that Cornell West thing. <laughs> I did. I did see that Cornell West thing where Cornell West was like, listen, you know, brother, you know, brother Buttigieg, the the senior Joseph Buttigieg's family. (laughs) And, you know, that means that that uh, that that Pete is family. But also (laughs) why I think he's a CIA plant. Yeah. uh Right. Like like, that would be the thing about it that sucks the most. I don't know. It's so tough because like Gramsci, who is who his father studied and was like a scholar of is the 
exactly. You know how it's like there's always a, there's a tweet for that. Like there's always a Donald Trump tweet for whatever. And everything like lines up so neatly. Gramsci is like the perfect Marxist scholar for understanding why you shouldn't trust Pete Buttigieg and the ways in which the Pete Buttigieg's of the world are produced by power basically like yeah. very specifically is about the ways in which the apparatuses of 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 capitalist power produce like what they need to to succeed um to to like stay in power and 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 build fascism right and like it's so funny to me that that happens and it's like it's just a little too clean it's just a little it's ah oh it's so <laughs> fucked up i know I know. Uh, the, the thing that I was trying to get to really quick is the thing I was trying to explain to my dad about mm. this was that for me, it's a, it goes back to this this thing about changing rhetorical, like, you know, obviously I think we talk about like the Overton window is like a very common touchstone or common like summary of this. But for 60, 70, 80 years, for 80 years, the left in America has been slowly destroyed, right? McCarthyism after World War, I mean, even before World War II, there's an anti-left movement in this country. Mm-hmm. Pushes back against rising labor unions, uh, pushes back against, you know, socialists who are trying to organize, anarchists who are trying to organize. Uh, going into World War II, or, and then after World War II, as, as kind of the Cold War starts to brew, uh, McCarthyism, like, actively pursues a, a radical campaign of silencing and shutting up all leftists and persecuting, you know, uh, anyone with any sort of communist leaning. Then uh, in the in the 60s, when the parties shift, you see a complete realignment of of what it means to be, you know, a leftist in this country uh, in, in a way that like pr- kind of presages the later 80s turn and then the 90s turn. But like you end up needing to like grab whoever you can, because if the if the if the parties have shifted and you're aligning on like civil rights, that means suddenly you're you're not necessarily aligning with people who also share the same like federal policy ideas that you have. But because civil rights are so important to you, you're going to suddenly be voting with a different block. The 80s. Reagan and and Thatcher in, in in the UK, but globally, this new model of of neoconservatism like completely decimates the left, completely depowers labor, completely starts to undercut social programs, which has a larger knock on effect for Black and Brown folks than anybody else, um, uh, and immigrant communities, obviously, and just the the poor in general. And in the nineties, the supposed left says like, yes, what we could do is. Like, we'll just lean into black and brown folks and also think the market works. And that's, you know, more women prison guards. Yeah. And also more women for profit prison guards. Mm. Like, that ends up being the de facto push. There's a book that I really am interested in reading very soon about the commodification of feminism, specifically in the 90s, called 90s. Totally. Yes. And I. I mean, you, it, the book, the blurb, which made me interested in it, makes the case that the 90s commodification of feminism into the girl power movement mm-hmm. is the case study of how the corporate America takes important issues of social justice right. and turns them into brands. Totally. And we need to look I mean, this to is, the 90s to figure out how to keep this from happening now. This is now. like thinking about like the ways in which – you remember how cool Sprite was? 
<laughs> Sprite was so cool. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean it because they had those weird ads. They had those weird ads with black people in them. They were yes. like, yo, hip hop culture. We could Makes, have hip, yeah. hip hop culture is us. And yeah. eventually they made Drake's face explode as like the, the final form of that <laughs> ad. Or even that Orlando Jones ad makes right, seven of up yours. Yeah, right. Totally. That whole era of how do we bring in black culture? And that is what black success starts to look like. And again, it's, just like it's always modeled in this, in, this, in this form of like, you will find success in the marketplace. You'll find yourself being marketable. And the whole thing for me with Bernie Sanders, one of the big things, we didn't talk about this in our primary like thing and I wish I paused and like talked about this one thing is the promise of that campaign is the the doing the work of shifting that that rhetorical window back slowly rebuilding the left in America I don't think that we're going to get four or eight years of magical presidency in which we get everything yeah. we want I think there's like a real bad uh, 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 assumption made by a lot of folks who are who don't like Sanders supporters that thinks that like we think that he'll get in and like snap his fingers. What and... I keep getting in my mentions is yes. he's not your magical grandpa. Yeah, it's like, and, yeah no it's shit. Like, I don't. I mean, I understand that these things take time. I understand that we are starting from a position that we're going to have to bargain of down course, from. Of course, I know we're not going to get everything. I just need like a far left option to be a reasonable option to be in that conversation. But yeah. for me, it's not just being in that conversation. It's starting the groundwork for read for undoing the last 80 years of yeah. anti-left like propaganda, anti-left rhetoric, anti-left yeah. policy making just, and putting the structures in place to then f- just kind of for, for future left leaning and leftist uh, 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 kind of um, uh, candidates to sprout um, and to actually restore electoral politics as a yes. place where the left can actually do anything. Because yeah. right now the left can't really make wins in electoral politics. No. <laughs> and to make that happen, you need to start somewhere and you need to start building that groundwork and that's a generational thing. It's like, I want to vote for Bernie Sanders not because he's going to change things in eight years, but because he is the spearhead of a movement that should last 80 years. I mean, I think everyone really needs to sit down and think about what the Democratic Party is going to look like if we lose this one. Mm-hmm. And Totally. We're going to look like fucking idiots. We're going to look yep. like the Whigs. Like, yeah. I don't know that we will ever be able to have the Democrats specifically gain any ground in electoral politics if we lose another, like, should have been an a easy slam victory, dunk. Yes. slam uh-huh. dunk, he's yes. a reality TV star yes. idiot who's done nothing but unpopular things. Everyone except his core base fucking hates yeah. him. It's the reason you can't and like the and most I don't embarrassingly. Think, I don't think a Bloomberg wins. No. I don't think mm-hmm. like I genuinely think you need to motivate people emotionally to get them out to the polls. You do, yeah. Um anyway, I that's a, a lot of about, preamble. About about video games. I I love video games. Me too. <laughs> Let's we don't need to do a time about this. No. Nice. So you just do a podcast. <laughs> there you go. All oh, right. Oh man.